Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare what's up this your boy la duval and check out my podcast conversations with unk on the black effect podcast network each and every tuesday conversations with unk podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness unlike my work on stage i tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh every tuesday listen to conversation with unk hosted by lil duval on the black effect podcast network iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Is the picture getting any clearer? We'll explain that in just about a minute. But now it's time to say good morning, America. Yes, it is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Now I'm Andy Furman. I welcome every single person to the Fox Sports Radio studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 50% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. The man himself, the man of the hour, my guy, Brian No, Hello, B. How are you? I'm great, Andy Furman. Big day of sport, as Iowa Sam, our tech producer, just said. Big day of sport. Yes. I like <laughs> I tell you what, you can't tell me a better time of the year when everything comes together in the world of sports. I mean, there was a time when this time of the year belonged to the World Series. The World Series, and I hate to say it's a great series. It's almost a secondary situation right now. College football leading into the NFL. What a day yesterday. You know what? Now I understand why people stay home. You could just lay on your couch. You know, I'm going to tell you what I did last night. You're going to think I'm out of my freaking mind, okay? I'm I'm scanning every single game. The the Georgia-Clemson game. This is after the big games, okay, during the day. I ended up watching a little bit of Princeton-Cornell. You can watch it all on TV. I'm telling you. I'm crazy. You were watching Princeton Cornell. A little bit of Princeton Cornell. I'm an Ivy League guy. How much are we it. talking about? How much are we talking about here? About 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I watched a little bit of uh, the Wyoming game. Wyoming, New Mexico. Do you remember? All right, here's the question. Can you tell me the play that you saw in the Princeton game? I mean, not specifically. I saw an who ran yes. the ball. What, yes, what I, was I, it? I saw uh, the the, uh, the Cornell quarterback went back to pass and it was a Princeton interception. And then after that, I turned it off. And you're like, uh, because there were more people. There were more people in my family room watching the game than in the stands yesterday in Princeton. <laughs> hey man, you're crazy. What can I tell you? You're I watching Ivy League stuff. But you, you know cover what? it all. 
But the revenge, the revenge factor. You know, Urban Meyer said it best. He said they, was, they asked him during the week, playing Penn State is a revenge. He said, damn right it's revenge. Finally, mm-hmm. someone has something to say. They're not sugarcoating anything. It was revenge. It was a great game. It was a game for the ages, wasn't it? It was like a playoff game. Well, I'll tell you what, man. It was. It was an elimination game for Ohio State. If they lost that game, they're done in terms of their hopes for a playoff bid. But JT Barrett, I, I, I don't know if there's a, a greater – Jekyll and Hyde player in college football than JT Barrett. When JT Barrett is bad, he is brutal. But the good JT Barrett showed up last night, and he was unbelievable, Andy. You look at it, 33 for 39, over 300 yards passing, had 95 yards rushing, and just clutch in the fourth quarter where Ohio State outscored him 19-3. to With your entire season on the line, and for Barrett to respond the way he did, that was a great performance. That was the performance of the day in any sport. Well, you know what? You gave me the stats, and I'm really impressed with that, but I think I'm even more impressed with the fact that he went like 16 for 16 down the stretch. They mm-hmm. outscored Penn State 19-3 to at the fourth quarter, and I'll tell you something funny. I mean, as great as he was, and he really put that team on his back, and he had that winning touchdown with about a minute 48 to go to Marcus Barr. I mean, the big deal was that I think Urban Meyer was a genius by rotating that defensive line and kept them fresh, and the offensive line of Penn State just couldn't couldn't battle them. They just couldn't. Urban Meyer was a genius in that respect. Well, I mean, it's it's smart to rotate the guys if you got them. It's just like the Philadelphia Eagles. They were talking about that the last game. John Gruden had, you know, he's salivating in the booth where he's like, oh, oh, look at these guys. They're fresh and they're rotating. <laughs> right, in the, right. If you got the guys, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. It's just a lot of teams don't have the guys to be able to do that. So I don't know how mad genius it was of Urban Meyer. But they've got the guys to be able to do that. And, of course, you see the impact it makes late in a ball game when you got fresh bodies rotating in right. there. It, it makes a huge difference. So it, it hasn't changed. It's the funny thing about college football or football in general. It's like you see these offenses, especially in college, these wide-open offenses, but it still comes back to the basics of the game, controlling the line of scrimmage, controlling the trenches. And if you're able to stop the run, if you're able to run it down your opponent's throat, you got a great chance of winning the ball game. You know, one of my favorite sandwiches is a BLT, bacon, lettuce, and tomato on rye toast. Me too, man. I and am right there with I, you, Andy. I'm there. With a couple of potato chips, maybe, and a nice cold Coke. That's right. That's my day. So I translate that to football. <laughs> I say, why am I going there? Because football is basically B&T without the L. Blocking and tackling. That's what football is. That's the basics of football, B&T. Blocking and tackling. So what would be the lettuce? The lettuce be a little bit of an offense. You got to get a quarterback running, perhaps a little pass game. But in the in the college game, believe me, it's B and T, blocking and tackling. That's that's mm. where it's at. Well, quarterback play doesn't mean as much. I'm not going to say it doesn't mean anything, but it definitely doesn't mean as much in right. college. If you're able to block, if you're able to tackle, if you're able to do those things and control the line of scrimmage. I mean, we'll touch on Notre Dame a little bit more, and I hate to get giddy on you on this, Andy Furman, but you think about Notre Dame where we always talk about the academic standards and how it's tough to get certain players in there. And look, there are plenty of skill position players that can make the grade. But if you look at Notre Dame, if there are a couple of phenoms, these five-star players that you can't get in, you just got to get a sick offensive line. They got a couple of first-round picks on the left side of their offensive line, and they are just mowing people over. They rushed for 318 yards yesterday against NC State. I right. think that's the great equalizer. If you can get that O-line or that D-line and just control the pits, 
you got a great chance in college ball, and you don't have to have phenoms as your skill position players. Excellent point. I tell you what, though, the more Georgia wins big, and they won big again yesterday against Florida, the better Notre Dame looks. The better they look, as long as they keep on winning, because that Georgia loss right now looks better and better for Notre Dame every week. And I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. And I wish I was a fly on the wall this afternoon with the college football first mm-hmm. four for tomorrow. I, I think that I would, I, you know, playoff situation, whatever you want to call it. I know, right? I, I, like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like Notre Dame It's like a 12-word description, the right. playoff committee. The final uh, four for thing, tomorrow. Coalition, okay. yeah, yeah, sure. Who? I wouldn't be surprised if Notre Dame gets in. I really wouldn't tomorrow. I, you know, I'm crazy. I know. Alabama and Georgia want to for sure. Then it's wide open. Is it Notre Dame? Is it yeah. Ohio State? You got to go with the undefeated Wisconsin, maybe? There ain't no. I, I don't know. I'd love to believe yeah. me, listen to what they have to say. Well, it's one of these where I think Wisconsin and Miami are the toughest two teams to slot because they both have a zero in the loss column, but Miami has been unimpressive. They barely beat North Carolina yesterday. Right. Has a one possession win against Syracuse. I think they have four they barely and they beat still Georgia won the game. Tech. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then you look at Wisconsin, Andy. They have played nobody. I mean, nobody. So where do you slot these teams that have zeros in the loss column? It's not an easy thing to do, but a lot of this stuff's going to get sorted out. Notre Dame plays Miami, so whoever is ahead of whoever, that's going to get sorted out. It's a lot of ball left, man. Lots of well, ball. Well, you know, they talk about the Penn State schedule that they played nobody, honestly, and they really haven't. I mean, honestly, it showed yesterday, but you talk about Wisconsin. Let's go back there for a second. Utah State, Florida, Atlantic, Brigham Young, I'll give him a pass. Maybe, maybe Brigham Young. But Florida, no, no, BYU's probably maybe, worse maybe. than both of those teams <laughs> you mentioned before. Oh, they're horrible. Florida Atlantic, I mean, come on, really? Uh, yeah, I, seriously. If they go on a neutral field, uh, that's a close ball game. BYU is just hideous this year, Andy. Yeah, they they're are. awful. They really are. And they may be in trouble with recruiting, too, because I read some stories out of there in that Salt Lake Tribune there. there uh, some boosters are paying some players there. You would never think that would happen in a religious school, really. But you know what? Well, now I mean, you gotta... if you're going to do it, let's see some W's over right. here, huh? You, let's to, see to some cheat, wins. To cheat and lose is like the worst thing in the world. If you cheat, win. I mean, <laughs> cheating and losing, then you are a freaking loser. But you got to That would be worst. like a hitter under 200 who's using it's PEDs. Steroids. It's like, dude, if you're going to cheat, let's see some homers right. over here. Let's see a high average at least. You're exactly right. Now you got to go with the teams that have one loss. I'll tell you what, my hat's off to Iowa, Sam. He's like, he's very giddy today. Iowa State upset TCU 14-7 TC previously undefeated. They got one loss. Iowa State right now 5-2, and two, but they got two ugly losses. They lost to Iowa. They lost to Texas. So basically, you know, what are you going to do? A two-loss team ain't going nowhere. They're going, you know where they're going? To the NIT of football. That's where they're going. <laughs> they're going to the non-college football playoff. That's exactly. right. Exactly. But, but that's yeah. well, it, it really will be interesting to see these first rankings. And, of course, when it comes out on Tuesday, people are going to lose their minds. Someone's going to freak out that they're on the outside looking in or right. this one-loss team is ahead of this undefeated team and all of these things. The one thing that I will freak out about, Andy, and here's the deal that you'll always hear. I heard Kirk Herbstreet say it last night, and he's like, you want to take the better team if they were to meet on a neutral field. And I absolutely despise that way of thinking, Andy Furman. I'll tell you why. Tell me why. What you're telling me is you've never gotten a prediction wrong in your entire life. If you're like, I'm going to go with this team over that team because I think my team could beat the other squad on a neutral field. Well, guess what? 
Maybe you're wrong. Maybe you don't have it right. So instead of going by what you think might happen in a hypothetical matchup, go with what you know. Go with resumes. Go with who beat who and whose resume is more impressive than the other team instead of this magical hypothetical matchup that you might be wrong about at the end of the day. And that was the whole purpose of forming this playoff. Because for years, it was decided by the Associated Press who the national championship was. So so don't give me hypothetical hyperbole. Give me what is going to happen on the field. This is what it's all about. You want to see them play. And I tell you what, in my mind right now, and this is for my guy, Iowa Sam, I'm watching that game yesterday, and in, in the stands, they had some lunatic there in Ames, Iowa, with a sign, bring on Bama! Bring on Bama! Mm-hmm. I love it. Matt Campbell coaching wow. the uh, Iowa State. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, they're not going to face them, so why not? Right. <laughs> Bring the them fences. on. Yeah, we'll take them down, too. Come to Ames. That's a big win, man. And you think about the shakeup in the Big 12 where the Cyclones, they are just giant killers. They are Big 12 bid spoilers because you know, TCU's in a rough spot now. Oklahoma lost to them earlier. So I, I don't know that the Big 12 is going to find a representative when it's all said and done. It's not looking great right now for that conference. But don't you love Big 12 football? Because you know what? You need like an aiding machine to watch those games. I love it. I mean, really, was Oklahoma had 49 sure, points. You certainly didn't they- need it in that Iowa State game. Goodness. No, no, yeah. they didn't. Right. <laughs> Oklahoma put in 49. Oklahoma State put up 50 yesterday against West Virginia. I mean, I love watching Big 12 football. I really do. Well, I mean, typically you see the the crazy scores, but not every game. Iowa State was playing some defense. TCU, just disappointing, man. Total sloppy performance on the road. Well, three turnovers by uh, Kenny the Thrill Hill, the oh, quarterback. Man, he was brutal. He was yeah, rough he was, yesterday. Yeah. It's great. I mean, really and truly, it's coming into focus, I think. But it's going to be settled on the field, which is the way it should be. And, and you know what? You're going to have some lunatic behind the microphone tomorrow night or Tuesday morning. We need to expand it from four to six teams. No. No, we don't. Keep it the way it is. I mean, expansion. You know what it's like? That's giving a participation trophy. Really, you keep on bringing extra teams in baseball with extra wild cards and extra playoff teams. That's like participation trophies. I tell you, I got sick to my stomach a couple of years ago when the New Orleans Saints made the playoffs in the NFL with a 7-9 record. Don't give me that participation trophy crap. Really. Earn it. Earn it. Sorry. Well, I mean, hey, look, there's a lot of football left between now and that time where it looks really chaotic right now. It looks like you can make an argument for way more than four teams to be worthy of one of those playoff bids. But it's going to happen like we see every single year. We didn't see TCU losing to Iowa State a few weeks ago, and they did. And all of a sudden, the picture is a little clearer. So we're going to see that over these next couple of weeks where it looks like full-blown chaos right now. It's going to be a lot clearer when it's actually time to get the Final Four teams. I love chaos. I do. And I love my guy, Brian No, You can get to him on Twitter at The No Show, NOE Show. Don't be afraid. Come on in. Join the party. Jump in the pool at The No Show at Andy Furman FSR 877. 99 on Fox. Come on in. 877-996-6369. We, of course, are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And our lineup includes this, hour number two. Yes, we got three big ones today, three big hours. Hour number two, bottom barrel betting. Alex Marvez in hour number three. Who is he? He's the Sheik. He's with the Sporting News. He's also Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider. And I forgot to mention, Ryan Dennis is in for Bobby D today, running the ship for us. Ryan Dennis, RD, is here today. Brian, I told him, us. Andy Furman, I'm like, Ryan, who's the lock of the day? It was fun. He's like, hey, Brian, how are we doing this morning? I'm like, hey, I'm good. I, Ryan, who are we betting on today, huh? Who we got? 
And he's like, oh, gosh, I got to look at the point spreads over here, you know? Okay, so he's on. I, I put him on it. I said, sick him, Ryan. And he's on the. He's on it. He's looking at point spreads. He's yeah. le- ready to hunt down a lock for me. I like it. He's like a mad dog. But the worst goes first. That's next. 19 past the hour. Hey, by the way, they're still hanging in there. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Brian, no. Andy Furman. And by the way, did I tell you, we're proudly brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says? Just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. B, are you trick-or-treating Halloween night, Tuesday night? Because I'm hearing the Halloween music. I mean, I haven't trick-or-treated for a while. I'm at the age. I'm about to turn 40, Andy Furman. I turn 40 next week. You're as young as you you feel. But Come I'm saying, once, I'm a man. Yeah. I'm forty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there we go. Um, once you hit forty years old, you need to be accompanied by a very young person, whether it be oh. a son, a daughter, a nephew, a niece, something like that. If you're just going door to door, like, hey, man, I'm dressed as, uh, I don't know, it. <laughs> you might be locked up. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's that's. Well, I, I'm not going to be trick or treating, but I usually stay home, and I have a very special gift I give to the kids that knock on my door. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's not really egotistical, but you know, you might think it is. I give out autographed pictures of myself in the neighborhood. You know, <laughs> you know I just, man, you know, I, I'm just thinking like maybe. And I did it last year, and like when I gave one out to one, one of the parents came running out because he said the kid got scared. So you know, I don't know. It's I'm like thinking. you with the microphone. You know, there isn't. A radio picture that involves a microphone in it that isn't uh, that doesn't look horrible. There's not right, one. Right, it, it can't be pulled off. I agree. All right. By the way, I have a little nugget for you. You know, like okay. I have like a lot of free time during the week, so I can do these stupid things. After 33 college football games as coaches, uh, Urban Meyer 30 and three. All right, Jim Harbaugh 25 and eight. Nick Saban, 25 and 8. And guess what? One of my favorites, Brady Hoke, was 25 and 8. How do you like that after 33 games? Huh? I mean, it sounds, sounds good, but as we know, it's, those were inflated numbers, you know, for old right. B. Hoke, because the ship went south shortly yeah. after that. He went the south fast, too. It really did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. With that, I got to tell you, in about, man, eh, Ralph Irvin will give us the official count that when the game stopped, but I think 9.30 Eastern, they're going back to London. Jolly uh-huh. old London. And I tell you what, that in alone makes me sick. Really, why they play there, I don't know. But it's the Vikings and the Browns, and Vikings 5-2, and two, Browns 0-7. And, and I've heard a lot of rumblings in the state of Ohio that the Browns should go there and stay there. That's what I'm hearing right now. Stay there in London. Don't come back. You know? That's the kind of game it's going to be, right, B? Uh, well, Ryan Dennis, our producer, said something interesting when I I said, hey, go get them. I was like, there are the lines. Sick them, boy. And he was like, you know, these London games, there have been a lot of blowouts, and some of them, they've been unexpected blowouts, especially Jacksonville over the Ravens at the time was a big shock when it was 44-6. to It wasn't a shock last week when the Rams crushed Arizona. We were expecting, uh, at least the uh, Rams were favored. But is there a chance that the Browns show up overseas? I, it's going to be tough sledding, man. Joe Thomas is out. It's musical quarterbacks. Deshaun Kaiser has just been absolutely abysmal this year. You got no Miles Garrett. 
I just I don't see this team winning a game against the Vikings team even in London today. They'd be lucky to keep it competitive to me. There's no doubt. I, you know, we talked about this in the past. I think there's a mental aspect of the game of any game you play, and I think losing begets losing. I mean, you know, it's a great habit. Winning is a great habit, but so is losing. And they, this team doesn't know how to win. I mean, Hugh Jackson, their coach, is one in twenty-two. I promise you, if you were the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and I was your offensive coordinator, we would not be one in twenty-two. We may be maybe two and twenty-one. But we'd not be one in twenty-two. I mean, it, it's almost impossible. It really, it really, it, it's ridiculous. And the Vikings, on the other hand, they've won three straight. I mean, they're impressing me with all the injuries they've had. I mean, but last year the Vikings were in fact five and two at this point in time. But they ended up eight and eight. You got to believe that's haunting them a little bit. You don't think the coaching staff's telling these guys, hey, you know, don't get cocky. Five and two. But remember what happened last year? Ended up eight and eight. Right. Well, it's just one of these times where if you think about the Vikings, it's a good spot to not come into the game sharp. Because you think about this week, a lot of stuff has been made about Anthony Barr versus Aaron Rodgers. And we were reliving that whole thing because Aaron Rodgers went on Conan O'Brien's show and he was like, yeah, what the cameras didn't pick up was Anthony Barr giving me the finger and giving me. me the suck it sign after he injured me. And so Anthony Barr, he came out. Did you see what he said? This is his tweet. Listen to this with Anthony Barr. This goes back to the Aaron Rodgers injury a couple of weeks ago. Right. He goes... Shaking my head. This guy got y'all fooled, man. After the play, I got back to the huddle. Don't even look or say a word to him. Once he gets up, I'm waiting for the play call, and I hear someone shouting all kinds of profanities. I look over, and it's y'all's man calling me all kinds of names. F you this, F you that, and he's walking off the field. (laughs) So naturally, I responded, I don't care if you Aaron Rodgers or Mr. Rodgers. If you say something like that, you're going to get a response from me. I could go and... Uh, on a talk show every weekend and complain about disrespectful things players say or do, if he takes the lick and keeps it pushing, we aren't still talking about this. Get over it. Hashtag 13 days later. So I say all that to say this, Andy. Yeah. We're reliving the Aaron Rodgers hit from a couple of weeks ago. We're not. They're not focused on the Browns. It's not like... Their whole entire mindset is on the Browns. I don't think they're they're completely buying in that the Browns could take them down. So it at least has the recipe for the Vikings to show up flat. I don't know if that's going to equate no, no, to anything, no, no. Let, let me but at this. least I, there's a recipe there. They should have handicaps in football like they do in golf. The Vikings should have to play 10 guys against the Browns 11. That should be the hand. Really, I'm telling Don't worry about that game. Let's, first of all, it disgusts me that they'd even show off our game, our great game of football, over the pond with the Cleveland Browns as a representative. That, to me, you want to have a pro franchise in London and you're sending the Browns there? Are you out of your freaking mind? That, and it makes me sick. It They're really just happy it. for ball over there. They're not like well, us. Well, They're not spoiled there, like us where we thumb our nose at that. They're just like, hey, American football. Oh, all good. Well, They're they don't know any better. over there. They don't know any better. That's the difference. They're really they're happy for scraps. And that, there you go. those are scraps. <laughs> right. Hey, but what about the Raiders? This scraps. isn't a bad game. The Raiders Bills. Raiders three and four, Bills four and two. Last week I can't believe it. The Raiders broke a four game losing streak. A good win though, thirty one thirty over Kansas City. The Bills beat Tampa Bay thirty twenty seven. I can tell you right now, I think the Bills are for real. I think the Bills have a, a, an honest shot for a playoff berth. I really do. 
Nah, they have no chance. They just have no secondary. I'm sorry, Andy. (laughs) They don't have a chance. Their secondary is brutal. Ever since week five, they've been allowing 350 passing yards. That's the most in the NFL. So they're banged up back there. No EJ Gaines today. Jordan Poyer has a knee injury going on. So I look at this Raiders team, and at least they were able to sling the ball around finally last week against the Chiefs. So I think they're going to be able to do that today. I don't know that it equals a win. I think it's going to be a, a tough game. I could see it going either way. I could see the Bills winning. I could see the Raiders winning. But I think I'll this make is a, a game. It's two teams. It, no, it's two teams. Whoever wins this game, they're not going anywhere this year anyway. Everybody was like, oh, the Raiders saved their season. No, they didn't. They prolonged it a little bit longer. <laughs> That's it. That They're not going anywhere. They can't run the ball effectively, and their defense is trash. That team is going nowhere. So it's like, oh, big win against the Chiefs. They saved their season. They saved it for an additional week, okay? I yeah. still don't have them in the playoffs. I don't see them in the playoffs. I don't well, see either team there. In July, they, a lot of the uh, so-called experts had the Raiders in the Super Bowl. Okay, now they may not make the playoffs, but I will tell you this much. LaShawn McCoy is going to go crazy today. That's the game. Yeah, for them. And the I Bills agree are with do, that. Bills are doing yeah. well. I mean, look, they're finally giving him the rock. That's what you got to do. Last week, 91 yards rushing, 23 carries, two touchdowns, and 31 more yards on five receptions. This guy has to get the ball out of the backfield or in his gut in the, in the, in the running game. So when he does that, they're doing well. And Tyrod Taylor, you know what? Getting the job done. Getting the job done last week against Tampa Bay, 20 for 33, 268. He also rushed for 53. you got to watch his legs because he's an offensive, I guess, stalwart as well with the Buffalo Bills. So you got McCoy and Tyrod Taylor in the backfield. I think it's too much for, for Oakland to handle. I really do. Yeah, and the crazy thing to me is we know how special Khalil Mack is for that Raiders defense, and yet the Raiders defense collectively is smoldering garbage. You know? like Yeah. It shows you, if you compare any position to the quarterback position, it just doesn't have as big of an impact. You're not going to have a top quarterback have a bad unit offensively. It's just not going to happen. Where if you see a stud wide receiver, you still could have a bad offense. You see a stud rush linebacker, you still could have a bad defense. So it just doesn't make as great of an impact. Not to say it doesn't make any. Khalil Max makes a big impact. He doesn't make nearly as big of an impact as a top upper echelon quarterback does. Doesn't happen. You're exactly right. That's Brian No, the man of reason. You want to get to him on Twitter? We'll read your tweets. We'll retweet him as well. How do you do that? At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman, FSR. Phone calls. Get on the horn if you can, if you have the guts. 877-99 on Fox, 877-996. There we go. 63-69. We're coming to you live from the guy called Fox Sports Radio Studios. Take your pick. Which coach walks the plank first? That's next. But first, our guy, the man with the clock, Ralph Irvin, has the latest for you. Well, thank you very much, Andy. And it is a great morning to be an L.A. Dodger fan. That's because, well, it ended like this. Fly ball, center field, drifting back is Taylor, and he's got it. And the Dodgers, with five in the ninth, beat the Astros 6-2. to two. The Dodgers, with a brilliant come-from-behind win, it's two games apiece. That's AM 570 LA Sports and the Dodgers Radio Network with the call as LA does make it a two-all World Series, now a best of three. On the college top 25 scoreboard, number six, Ohio State scored late again and again. They beat number two, Penn State, 39-35. to Number 25, Iowa State with the big upset, 
14-7 over number four TCU. Arizona hammered number 15 Washington State, 58-37. Northwestern triple overtime winners over number 16 Michigan State. And Houston shocked South Florida, 28-24. Number nine North, North Notre Dame with a 35-14 win over number 14 North Carolina State. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And gentlemen, you were talking about the Vikings and the Browns, and, well, we are just three hours away from kickoff at Twickenham and with reports of multiple Browns fan clubs in the U.K. Keep this in mind. (laughs) The Browns haven't been in England since... A 1989 preseason game. Those are the days of Bernie Kosar, so maybe that's why they like him. They haven't watched them been playing. Good point. Good point. But I will tell you this, Ralph, honestly, they don't know any better. To them, it's an event. Coming to American football in London is an event. I'm going to watch the game. You know why? Not because I enjoy the Browns, not because I enjoy football, and I do. I want to see the kooks in the stands with the Halloween masks. I want to see if they do that in London. That's why I'm going to watch it, really. Right, B? Yeah, I'll be checking it out, you know. I mean, it's ball. I watch ball. I have a sickness yeah. when it comes to the – I have an NFL addiction, you know. I'm with so you. So I'll watch anybody. I don't care. I'll watch Vikings, Browns in London. You got ball for me? I'm taking it. I, all these people whining about it. Oh, it's oversaturated. I don't know who these people are. I don't hang out with them, Andy Furman. If there is an NFL game on, I am watching it. I'm not like, oh, gosh, I just watched another – no, I'm watching that one too. Give me as much as you got, all right? I'm I'll with take you. It. Right there. I was with you. By the way, maybe this team will be laughing today. We'll get to that in just about a minute. I want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio studios brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to Geico.com or call 800 947 Auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. And I say that about laughing because uh, the Bengals are playing and they're hosting the Colts today. Not a great game, but an important game for both clubs. Colts 2-5, and five, Bengals 2-4. and four. But the report out of Pittsburgh last week when the Bengals lost to the Steelers is that the Bengals were laughing in their locker room after the game, joking around, yucking it up. I'm saying, you know what? So what? So what? This is the nature of the beast of athletes today uh, in the year, what, 2017. You move on. What are you going to do? It's a game. Maybe I'm crazy, but you know what? The hard-paying fans who hear this or see this, they say it's disgusting. You know, they ought to take it. No, that's the way it is. I'm sorry. Don't you agree with that? And this reporter who basically uh, is in Pittsburgh, and I read about it in the Pittsburgh Post, whatever, a dispatch, a gazette, whatever. Uh, he's the only one who's reported this. I didn't read that in Cincinnati. So what's the story now? What's going on here? After the Bengals were, uh, were beaten in Pittsburgh last week, 29-14, apparently this uh-huh. reporter from Pittsburgh went into the locker room. The Bengal, the Bengal players were yucking it up and laughing and high-fiving it. He, he thought it was disgusting because they lost the game. Come they on. they lost the game. That's well, a lot. I, so I don't know. What what are they high-fiving for? What's, what's, I don't understand happy that. Happy it was over. Happy it was <laughs> over. That's why. Well, look, man, it's just... Uh, we know the drill with the Bengals. They're just a complete grease fire. This isn't breaking news. They haven't won a playoff game in Marvin Lewis's 14-year tender uh, tenure. He's what now? This is his 15th season. Yeah, is that right, Andy? Is this 14 or 15 for him? This is number 15's yeah, but, contract year. Yeah, 15. So he's 0 and 14 thus far, and it doesn't look like they're going to be making the playoffs this season. So I don't know. I don't know how he's lasted so long. You know, I'll, I'll put it this way, Andy. Joe Girardi. This kind of sounds like a sounds like a funny place to start, but Joe Girardi was let go, essentially fired. His just his contract wasn't renewed with the right. Yankees. 
He won 91 games per season and won a championship. And initially, I'm like, that's a lot of success. So I do, did a little bit more digging. Mm-hmm. That equates to basically a 9-7 and seven season in the NFL. So if you think about some NFL coaches that averaged about nine wins per season and won a Super Bowl, you start thinking, well, how many of those guys got fired? There's a good amount of them. Mike Shanahan won two Super Bowls with the Broncos and got fired. You had Tom Landry win two Super Bowls with the Cowboys. He got fired. You had some guys win one Super Bowl and have a lot of success, like Mike Ditka and the Bears. He got fired. There are a lot of guys that get hired and fired. And it's amazing with that in mind that Marvin Lewis has held on to his job as long as he has without a single playoff win. So with that as a a backdrop, having Bengals players high-fiving each other in a locker room (laughs) after a loss to a division rival, it doesn't shock me at all. And by the way, you mentioned Joe Girardi. What about Dusty Baker? He got the heave-ho as well. I mean, really, think about that. I, I was somewhat shocked with that. I mean, what do you got to do to keep your job? I mean, is it all or nothing? You know, win or, or bust? Is that it? I mean, some of these owners are, I, I know you got to be demanding. I know there's pressure. You put pressure on a guy like that. I mean, Marvin Lewis never really had that kind of pressure. Now, they lose today to the Colts, and I don't think they will. They go two and five. You might as well pack the bags up because the season's over. Well, there's no doubt about that. They can't lose this game. And you think about a smoldering mess. That's the Colts. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Andy. I mean, look, it's just interesting to me where you look at all of these things that are accumulating. They gave up 10 sacks against the Jags last week. You know, they got shut out for the first time since 1993. You should, if you're one of those people that was ganging up and talking trash and being critical of Andrew Luck, you might want to rethink that one right away because he was propping up that hack of a roster. For a long time. This guy had 31 touchdowns and 13 picks last season with a terrible roster. And you see the difference between last year and this year where they are a complete grease fire, man. It's like, what do you want? I mean, Is anybody critical of Jacoby Brissett even close to the same way they are of Andrew Luck? It's ridiculous to bash that guy with what he doesn't have around him. Well, you want so, to bash somebody. Why don't you bash the general manager of the Colts who knew Andrew Luck was hurt? Why don't they draft the quarterback? Why didn't they? And there were some quarterbacks even on the open market they could have gotten. Really? Why didn't they do that? That's you got to get an O line. That's what you need. You oh, need yeah. pieces yeah. around Andrew Luck. You know, I I don't look at it where you got to get this. I think Jacoby Brissett is a legitimate backup. All things considered, he hasn't played that bad with no. what he doesn't have around him too. So I think that you just got to upgrade the talent around the quarterback position. It's funny because remember Buddy Nix? He was the GM of the of the uh, Bills. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had a conversation with Mark Dominic, who at the time was the GM of, the, of Tampa. And these kids somehow got the two numbers and they called each other and they were able to record the phone conversation. And they both agreed. They were like... Hey, I said, Ryan Grigson, you're a genius for the next decade. Just take Andrew Luck. doesn't matter who you have around him. And it's like, no, no, it does. It matters a lot. (laughs) You can't just have a terrible roster and expect a good quarterback to take you to the promised land. It just doesn't work like that. You know what? I'll always go back and think about the late, great Paul Brown, who was a great coach in Cleveland, great coach at Ohio State, and great coach and owner of the Cincinnati Bengals. The first ever draft pick of the Cincinnati Bengals in 1968 
Bob Johnson a center from Tennessee because he knew it's what's up front that counts. You got to start with that O line. You're nothing without that. You can't have a run game without the O line, and the Bengals certainly do not have a run game. They have only had one rushing touchdown all year long. They do not have the O-line that can make the holes for the running game. That's basically it. Well, Joe Mixon was whining about a lack of carries last week. And you know what will help Andy Furman? That would be the Indianapolis Colts. Voila! Like, problem fixed. We're okay hey, for a week. Under. You mentioned so the term, I would expect yeah. uh, I would expect some happy faces on the Bengals <laughs> sideline for a change. Yes. You mentioned the term shutout, and I couldn't believe this, that the Chargers who won their third straight, they shut out Denver 21-zip last week. The Pats, they won their third straight as well, and these two teams meet today. Patriots 5-2 and two at home. Chargers are 3-4. and four. I don't see the Chargers beating the Patriots, but I think they're going to give the Pats some fits. I really do, because you got Joey Boza, who had two sacks last week, Melvin Ingram. they got a pretty tough defensive front there in, in the San Diego, L.A., yeah, whatever I'm, they're playing I'm calling now. for the outright upset here. Really? I'm going crazy here. I'm definitely taking the points in this one with the Chargers at New England. No Dante Hightower. I don't like the Patriots' defense. The thing that worries me is the Chargers don't run the ball well, and they don't stop the run well. And when you're thinking about game planning for a team with noticeable weaknesses like that, it's going to be tough to go into Foxborough and win a game outright when you're going up against Belichick. But I'm going to take it. I'm going to swing for the fences here. When you've got Melvin Ingram and Joey Bosa and a banged up, a nicked up Tom Brady, you better have that running game working or it's going to be tough to block those guys. So I think that the Chargers have enough offense against a very shaky Patriots defense, and the Pats have been shaky at home this year. That's the place to get them. I'm going to go bolts, at least to cover, and I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to say outright money line win. What do you think now, of that, Andy? Well, Furman? that's pretty bold on your part. Now, the last time I looked at the line on that game was Pats by 7.5. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Now, you looked at it like two weeks ago, but it happened. Well, I didn't. No, I looked at it in same. July. In July, sure. I looked at it. That's <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not really big time gambling. I like to take a peek, but I don't yeah. really live and die. And like, there are people that look at it every single hour at the change, but we'll see. I tell you what, there's so much more on tap. There really is. You got phone calls. You can call us at 877 on Fox. That's 877-996-6369. Also, you could tweet us at the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, and we are live. Rather than dead from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now, this team's best offense is their defense. We'll explain that next. Smorgasbord of ball. They lead their division, and that's a shocker. We'll get to that in just about a minute. About 12 minutes before the top of the hour, this is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. I got some great news. I really do. Great news is a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I got even better news. My guy Brian No's got a tweet, and that's going to be pretty good. Right, B? Uh, yeah, it was actually pretty funny here. I, I got a tweet here from Marcus. He checks in on Twitter and just says, Raiders will win next week, though. And that's a shot across the bow, Andy, because they take on my beloved Miami Dolphins next week. I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to be really? there in Miami for that Sunday night game. I turned the you. big 4-0 the day before, so I'll be there with the lovely Christina. We're going to watch Jay Cutler make his triumphant return and smack around the silver and black. I'm looking forward to it. Good for you. Good for you. You know, Before we get into this Bears-Saints game, I mean, I want to talk about much ado about nothing with this Hugh Darvish thing, with this playoff thing. And now they're going to, I guess, suspend uh, Yuli, what, five games for next season? I mean, come yeah. on. 
I mean, really and truly. Yeah. I, I watched the whole thing. I mean, really and truly, you really have to look into it heavy duty to, to make a big deal out of it. Do you think much about this situation? Oh, I could not be further away from you on this, Andy. Really? He made a racist gesture during a World Series game. Are you serious right now? Oh, come now? on And now. the dude's going to get suspended next season? That is gutless. That is totally weak and utterly gutless by Rob Manfred to not sit him to not at least sit him down for one World Series game. That is a flat-out joke. Okay, all I'm saying is this. I'm not condoning the racist gesture, really, because I will tell you this much. I think it happens all the time. I think the fact that the media is so conscious of doing these things and catching things. I saw the guy when last night. When does that happen Bri- all Brian the time? McCain's who's right. making those? Who's taking their eyes and doing that like Gurriel Wait did? Brian McCann struck out last night. I watched the game on Fox, and you heard him drop the F-bomb right on TV. All right? Well, that's, I, so what? That's light years away from doing what Gurriel did. But it, the point is this. It's happened. It will happen in the future. It's always happened. I do agree with you at this point. If, in fact, it's such a bad thing, which I think it is, why wait till next year and get more five games? Suspend it for tonight. Suspend it for tonight's well, game, then. He should have been suspended for last night's game. At least sit him down for one game. I was doing the show with Rob Parker, and I was surprised. There were a lot of callers that checked in and said, Guriel shouldn't have played for the rest of the World Series. I think that goes too far. Uh, but I think that... One World Series game is certainly the equivalent of five regular season games. And that lets everybody know, look, we're not prioritizing baseball over doing the right thing. And that's exactly what baseball did with this decision. You sit this guy down at least for one World Series game when he does something like that that completely overshadows the series to that point. You think about how great Game 2 was, Andy? That was one for the ages. And what Gurriel did upstaged that. That put Game 2 and everything else on the field on the back burner. But who upstaged it? Racist Wait, gesture. He, he did what he did. I'm going to go back in time to Jackie Robinson. He got that every single day. Did anybody get suspended then? So no. you're living in this world of oh, well, other people have done it, so just allow it to happen. That's like no, the I'm cop just saying watching everybody him, speed oh, and sitting there like, hey, no. they're all speeding, can't do anything about it. Has no. it stopped? Wait, has given out speeding tickets? Stop speeding? No. Has sitting this guy down going to stop insults and racist remarks? No, it's not going to stop it. It's it going to send yes. the message that that will not be tolerated. That's the message you're sending across. It's not a slap on the wrist like, hey, kind of insensitive to insult an entire race of people, but uh, it's okay. We'll, we'll get back to it next year. Are you kidding? That's so lame. It's so weak to do something like that. And your stance, frankly, Andy, is completely weak as well. No, to it's say, not. Oh, a tale yeah, I mean, I, I, everybody I, else that, no, first off, that's wrong. It's not and the everybody else situation. True, that it's, doesn't it's the point mean you this. allow it to happen and no, let it No, it's not going to stop. And I'll tell you something else, how stupid this is. The fact that Manfred's going to sit him out five games next year, what does that do? That initiates conversation about the incident by that time people have forgotten about it and it's going to put more logs on the fire and it'll start it up all over again all right no, hey, by the way no, it's lame it's terrible all it's going to do is it's, it's going to bring up conversations of why did you wait until the regular season when it's just regular season games compared to a world series game it's just pathetic it's a terrible way to go about uh, business because they didn't protect you always hear about protecting the shield in the NFL Rob Manfred did not protect the shield of baseball with that decision because he made baseball look bad and the really the bottom line in this and it's terrible is 
A lot of times punishments are determined by the angry mob. If people are really worked up and really incensed about something and you're backed into a corner, Major League Baseball would say, we have no other decision, no other choice but to sit this guy down for at least one game Which in the is World sad Series. because this whole situation... Happen. Yeah, you know why? Because NFL and college football overruled the interest of Major League Baseball in the World Series. That's the sad part of it. That's it. By the way, we're live on the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. We'll continue with this. Brian, no Andy Furman. And we're going to tell you if their eyes are smiling. That's on Fox Football Sunday next. Could he be the coach of the year? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. But now it's time to say good morning, America. Why? It is Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com for a free rate quote. Here he is, my guy and partner and friend. Sometimes we bang heads together. We agree to disagree, but I love him to death. Brian No. Hello, B. It's good to disagree with you, Andy. It's, we always get amped up. We get excited. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with the healthy disagreement. Well, let me handle I wish this that, for a second. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Know, I, I wish people could be more like us, Andy Furman. You know, from one, on, in one respect here, not all across the board. One respect. If we bang heads and clash on something, it's never personal. You know, there have been so many disagreements in sports that transcend sports. That if you're just on the opposite side, that means you're mortal enemies. That means you can't hang out together. You can't be seen in public together. You just have a different mindset than me. Therefore, just get away. That's what it turns into far more often than not. I wish it wasn't like that. Well, you know, we we do have mutual respect for one another. However... The point is this. Sometimes we agree to disagree, and I understand that. And we talked about the situation now with the Hugh Darvish and the Guriel situation, and some people, want him, they want to hang the guy. They want to do this. we got a call. I want to hear what Patrick has to say. Patrick's in Jacksonville. Who wants to talk about it with Brian Noah and Andy Furman. Hello, Pat. How you doing? Good morning, guys. Hey, Brian, I just want to agree with the last two comments, the last comments you just made. But also, I also got to agree with you on the Manfred decision. To me... Don't- I look at him suspending Guriel for the first five games as the equivalent to a FBS head coach suspending a player for one quarter. Mm. To me, he should have been suspended last night's game due to the fact of the significance of the game. If you really want to send a message, suspend him for one World Series game. Mm. That would have sent a stronger message than the first five games of next season. Patrick, I agree. Let, Let me One second, if I may. You, I agree with everything you say because it means nothing the first five games next year and it would have been something last night. However, if in fact they would have suspended him last night, you know what he would have done? Gone to the Players Association and appealed it and he would have played last night. What you need to do, what you need to do is take it out of his wallet. That's where it hurts. Mm. You know, why hurt your no. teammates? Why hurt the fans who follow the game? Find him nope. 50 grand and there you go. That's what you do. It's- Life is going to go on without Yuri, Yuli Guriel in game, game four, okay? Life is going to go on. It's not as if everybody who was going to tune in is like, Guriel's not playing, I'm out. Not watching it, not interested whatsoever. And that's the thing. I hate that rationale, and that's what Rob Manfred said. He was like, he didn't want to punish the rest of the roster that had nothing to do with that racist gesture. Are you that's kidding me? That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's my point right there. Right. Patrick, thank you for the call. By the way, 
Brian, if you'd be so kind, for those of us just joining right now, could you reset the whole situation? We were talking about NFL, and we usually do that. We preview every game. We do a little college. We'll get to that, too, in a little bit. But uh, you mentioned this situation with Rob Manfred and Guriel. Tell everybody mm-hmm. what happened exactly, what, what we're doing here. Well, yeah, you go back to game three, and Guriel hit a home run off of you, Darvish. And he went to the bench, and he made a racist gesture mocking you, Darvish, where he took the his eyes and made them he, he pulled them back a little bit and made it made them narrower. And he was mocking you, Darvish, for being Asian. And so, of course, it blows up to this big story. What's baseball going to do? Are they going to sit him down? And Rob Manfred does the opposite of lowering the boom and says, "All right, here's what we're going to do." Five-game suspension next regular season. We're not going to suspend him for a World Series game. That's what we're going to do. It was weak. It's a complete slap on the wrist. And all of these things. Yeah, even if it does get appealed, and even if he is in uniform, at least baseball is taking a stand against that behavior, which is the right thing to do. Well, no you one said like it should. You look like you're prioritizing, oh, we got to have this guy in uniform, regardless if he makes a racist gesture or not, because it's better for these games. It's better for ratings. You got to put doing the right thing above that because it's not as if your ratings are going to go from a 10 to a zero just because no Guriel isn't in uniform. What Rob Manfred did, he stuck one foot in the water and one foot out. He did it half ass. Rob Manfred had a news conference yesterday morning. This is what he had to say about Guriel's actions. Listen. There is complete unanimity. Me, my office, both owners, both clubs, and the MLBPA that there is no place in our game for the behavior yeah. words, or words, any behavior words. like the behavior we witnessed last night. Yeah. 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 You know what? Well, though, then but there do is something. Don't yeah, but put there those is, words there is a into place. action. All right? yeah, but there is a place for that behavior. Action. You know where the place is? The World Series. That's where the place is. That's why I have no respect for him, and, and I could care less what Guriel does or anybody else does right now, because if you really and really were a man, you'd say, take your uniform and your bat and ball and glove and get the hell out of here and go home. But he didn't do that. At least one game, at least one World Series game to say, ah, we'll get to it, kick the can down the road, (laughs) the regular season, come on, man. That's just terrible. When it happened on that stage in the World Series and upstaged everything else that had happened before, you know, in the entire series, that, that is the number one story. Out of anything else in this entire World Series is what Yuli Gurriel did initially and what baseball didn't do, which was suspending him for any World Series games. It's a flat-out joke. It amazes me. I mean, what's happening in sports, that's why I turn a deaf ear to it and a blind eye to it. I really do. The punter at the Giants last year. You know, the fact that he was playing and his owner was backing him. Mara, remember that? Mm-hmm. That was with yeah. the Brown, the punter. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, the game is more important. Winning is more important at, at every expense, no matter what it may be. They could do whatever they want, DUI, raping, slapping women, whatever it might be, stealing. I mean, whatever it is, it's the game. So I've turned my, my back to this and watch, watch the game and, and realize let's just watch the game between the lines and the perimeter lines. Was it right? Was it nice? It was ugly. It was disgusting. It's part of the game now. That's what it is and a lot of people aren't bitching about it b they're really not there's not a big well, that's uproar. the thing the angry mob wasn't angry enough to support you darvish to be against the actions of yuli guriel it wasn't a situation unfortunately 
where it was like, unless they suspend this guy for at least a World Series game, there's going to be hell to, play, to pay. We're going to be outraged. There's no way this will ever be tolerated. That just wasn't the climate. And a lot of these punishments, unfortunately, are determined on how angry the angry mob is. You're right. And it's not like baseball had to say, okay, 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 all right, you're that ticked off. He's suspended for at least a World Series game. That's not what they were facing, and that's why they took the weak way out. You can't sit there as Rob Manfred and say all these fancy words and everybody's on board saying there's no place in the game for this, and then in your next breath they say, no World Series suspension, regular season games next year. That Those two things do not go together. Just can't yeah. happen. He'd be better off ignoring it completely. Really? But I tell you what, could you make me like in a better mood right now? Can I, can I talk a little bit about sure. my Ohio State Buckeyes? I mean, I'm really, I mean, really. <laughs> They're your true. Ohio State Buckeyes I now? Live, I live over the bridge. I live in the great state of Kentucky, <laughs> the Commonwealth, but I'm pretty close to Ohio, okay? okay. And I don't have All a right. lot of things to root for. I can't root for the Reds. I can't root for the Bengals. So I root for the Buckeyes. What else? I'm, I root for Kentucky you football. You bet cigars on the the loss to- total of the Reds for the season, right? That's I never <laughs> got him back. That guy never paid for the cigars. I'm still waiting what? for that. What? What? I'm going to call no, his name you out. you got to get him. Yeah, I'll, I'll get him, believe me. But the, the point is this. Ohio State hadn't been leading in that game until the end when they won, 39-38. Yeah. They outscored Penn State 30, well, 19-3 in the fourth quarter. And JT Barrett, i I got to back off a little bit because everybody's saying now his name is right back in the conversation for the Heisman. I'm not oh, so certain. Gosh. I don't no. think so, no. That, that's what they're <laughs> doing in Ohio. i got to back up the truck a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not yet. Not yet, JT. Yeah, I mean, look, it all of a sudden it makes the race a lot more interesting because until yesterday, Saquon Barkley was absolutely running away with it. And then he rushes for 44 yards against Ohio State. And you're like, eh, maybe he doesn't have as great of a lead anymore. But JT Barrett, he's Jekyll and Hyde, man. He's up and down, and there's far too much down for him to be the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman Trophy. That's crazy talk. But he was fantastic yesterday. He was unbelievable. Over 300 yards passing, 95 yards rushing. He doubled the rushing total of Saquon Barkley. And then you put the 300 plus yards passing on top of it just for seasoning, you know? And Four 16 for 16. He was, he was awesome. He was Down fantastic yesterday. He was tremendous. He really was. I tell you what, now I'm looking at these final four, for at least for tomorrow, the first final four for the playoffs. You got to put Alabama number one. They were off this week. Next week they play LSU. So that's going to be a pretty decent game. Number two, Georgia. They smacked around Florida. It was a 42 7. So they got to be yeah. number two. Three and four. Kind of a bit of a juggling match over here. Ohio State could be number three. They could very well be number three. Wisconsin at eight, no, they could be number four. Notre Dame could sneak in there. No, you're Irish. Brian mm-hmm. Kelly may be up there for coach of the year. Your guy. Well, they're having a great season so far. They're able to run the ball effectively, rushed for 318 yards against NC State yesterday. So those are two nice back to back wins for Notre Dame just blowing the doors off USC and then handling NC State. Those are good wins against two top 15 teams at the time. So we'll see. We'll see on Tuesday if the playoff committee, if they've got the Irish in the top four. But a lot of this stuff is going to be sorted out in the the weeks to come. I just, I will, I'll put it this way, Andy. If Wisconsin, with their horrible schedule, not beating anybody, they barely survived against Purdue 17-9. They've played no one. They haven't faced a ranked team. If Wisconsin finds themselves in the top four, 
that's when my head will spin around like Linda Blair in The but, Exorcist. But the committee that people, just can't happen. And I don't know the committee people, but I do know they're in love, and they should very well be so with goose eggs. If you're an undefeated team, you're going to get a shot over a, one, a team with one loss. Not always the case. Look at UCF. I know this is the AP poll, but Central Florida, they're undefeated, and they're 18th right now. You know, it's like you got to play. Well, not a, they don't play, play in the Power Conference. They're not in the Power 5 Conference. That's Okay, why. but if you compare the, their the schedule I had to Wisconsin's, with, yeah. you compare the schedule, it is very, very similar to Wisconsin's. Wisconsin's schedule has been horrible to this point. You rattled off some of it. Right. Look at it's, this. It, you, you stop me when someone impresses you. This is Wisconsin's schedule. Utah State. Florida Atlantic, BYU, who's a smoldering mess. They're two and seven right now. Northwestern, Nebraska. Now wait, Northwestern triple overtime win yesterday against Michigan State. Big, big win for Northwestern. Okay, all right, Northwestern. That's the most impressive win on Wisconsin's resume. That's not saying anything. Then you finish it off with Nebraska, Purdue, Maryland, Illinois. Oh, and up next is IU. They face the Hoosiers. It's a flat-out joke what their schedule is. They do not belong in the top four right now. I'm with you. You know, we're going to see what happens. But uh, Notre Dame could very well be there. I would not be surprised if Notre Dame's three or four tomorrow. Right? I wouldn't either. Because that Georgia loss that they have, that looks pretty damn good right now after what Georgia is doing. Sometimes you could have a good loss. Right. Rather than play a weak schedule and beat up on the Rutgers of the world, you know, I'd rather have a loss against Georgia. Yeah, it's a better loss than Clemson losing to Syracuse. And yeah. Clemson, they're looking up at, at Clemson right now. So, yeah, I, I think that. And it's a more impressive schedule than both Wisconsin and Miami in terms of who Notre Dame has played, who they've beaten, who they faced. And Wisconsin hasn't faced anybody. And Miami has looked very, very shaky while barely surviving against some of these teams that are not impressive at all. Yeah, we're rolling on right now. He's Brian No. Get him on Twitter. We love to read the tweets at the No Show and We Show at Andy Furman F S R or eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Half hour for now. We'll have bottom barrel betting with our guy Ryan Dennis, and an hour number three. Alex Marvez, the Sheik, the NFL Maven, will join us there. But there's at least one good thing to say about this team, and we'll tell you next. He's on pace for an MVP. We'll explain that in just about a minute, 19 past the hour. Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. Of course, we are proudly brought to you by GEICO. What does it mean when GEICO says just 15 minutes? Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. It means you probably should have gone to GEICO.com 15 minutes ago. Enough with the Halloween music. I'm getting scared. I'm really getting a little nervous. Right? I'm scared. I, I sleep with the... I do. I sleep with the light on at night. I do. I, I can't handle it. I think of ghosts and goblins. Stop it. Really. Come on now. The Monster Don't you think Mash. Thriller by Michael Jackson is the theme song of Halloween? I, that no, just I think, screams Halloween to me. It could very right? well it's be. It's got to be the main one. The Monster Mash. The Monster Mash. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could very well be. Who knows? I don't know. I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad the NFL is not playing on Halloween. Because that would really make me nuts. It's bad enough when you watch these games on TV. Half these morons in the stands are dressed up like trick-or-treaters anyway, right? <laughs> I mean, th- I, I thought about it. I've seen guys, especially the, 
Uh, right. Especially the Oakland Raider games. When you watch those Raider games, these guys come like with like these metal suits, something like, with armor. They weren't. No, I got to ask uh-huh. you: did, did they drive in their car with this armor on? <laughs> I mean, think about that. I'm driving in the car. I see a guy wearing armor next to me, going to a yeah, football game. The guy that dresses as a gorilla in the black hole for Raider games. Right. I don't know if he drives like that. It's a good question, Andy. Um, yeah, it's especially the black hole. I love it, man. They get into it, but it's Halloween every game day for a yeah. lot of those fans. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I love the passion over there. Well, I tell you what, they need some passion with the Atlanta Falcons. They're three and three. They're at the Jets today, three and four. And last week, the Falcons lost their second straight, and New England beat the living daylights out of them, twenty-three to seven. Then the Jets lost the second straight to you have Dolphins, thirty-one twenty-eight. And I tell you what, there's a good thing though for the Falcons. I, I, I'm a positive guy. I'm an upbeat kind of guy. It's a good thing for the Falcons. They don't play in the AFC East. Why, you ask? Because they are 0-3 so far against teams in that mm. division. So there's got to be some heat on Steve Sarkeesian, the new offensive coordinator, don't you think? Oh, yeah, there's plenty of heat. Even before that Patriots game, there were a couple of players that were unnamed that said that he's disorganized, that he hasn't uh-huh. been able to to get them where they need to be. And so you're already starting to hear those whispers, those murmurs, if you yes. will, Andy Furman. Yes, I so like I, I look at it this way, man. You look at the Falcons, they're a fragile team at this stage because we all know what happened in the Super Bowl. They lost that. They've lost mm-hmm. three straight games. They blew a lead against the Dolphins, and they got smacked around by the Patriots last week. So they need this game on the road against the Jets, a team that has you know, it's surpassed the expectations, but a completely yeah. beatable team. If you're the Falcons and you want to get anywhere this year, especially with the three straight losses, you better at least salvage your your schedule against the AFC East by going and getting one win against that division. They could do it today against the Jets. Yeah, and the problem with the Jets, really, I mean, certainly everybody thought they were going to tank and not win a game and uh, you know lose it all. But they they blew another fourteen point lead against your Dolphins last week. The second consecutive time they blew a big time lead. And what they do is they beat themselves. They, this team mm-hmm. beats themselves. They had minus five yards in the last fifteen minutes against your Dolphins. I mean, that's disgusting. Yeah. It's disgusting. I know it's weird. <laughs> the range between good and bad play. That's the whole thing with the Jets, because when they're when they're good, they're moving the ball and they're playing decent defense. They resemble an actual NFL team. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. When, when they're bad, they are just brutal. They're like the JT Barrett of the NFL. <laughs> like, when JT Barrett is bad for Ohio State, he's bad. When he's good, well, I can't say the Jets' ceiling is as high as JT Barrett's ceiling. I can't go that far. But the right. range is very great. It's a right. similar JT Barrett range. But, I, I mean, you got to have this game if you're the Falcons today. Got to get back on no track doubt. against the lowly Jets. Well, you talk about range. I mean, you got the two opposite ends of the spectrum in this game. The Eagles are six and one in Philly today against the 49ers, 0-7. 49ers got smacked around to Dallas last week, forty to ten. Eagles have won five straight last week. They beat Washington 34-24. 49ers have five losses, trying to be a little positive here by three points or less. And I guess they're looking now for their future quarterback and CJ Beathard, the kid out of Iowa, so that's good for Iowa Sam. But as far as the Eagles are concerned, I'm saying right now as we speak, Carson Wentz may be the league MVP. Yeah, I compared that to uh, the college football playoff race because I saw an article. I just saw the headline for it. Somebody had said that Carson Wentz was the MVP midway through the season, and he might be. Yeah. But guess what? There's no award for that. 
that it's <laughs> it's just that it's subject to change going forward. The same thing with these teams in the college football playoff race. It's not as if when the first poll comes out on Tuesday, well, those are the final four teams. There's still a lot to be sorted out. So they're positioned right, but there's still a lot more where they've got to perform or they're going to fall out, you know? So it's just it's to say this. Don't get worked up or overly worked up about what the playoff committee's initial poll is and don't get overly worked up about who the MVP is midway through the season. You look at this game against the Niners. The Niners are hot trash. We know that. Niners have lost 19 straight games played on Sunday. We're looking for 20 here today, but... The weather out east could be pretty bad. This could be a sloppy ball game on Sunday between the Niners and the Eagles. Maybe sloppier, depending on the weather. Well, I'm looking at playbook.com, the line, okay? And when you get a double-digit line in the NFL, that's huge. And the last time I looked at that line, it was Eagles by 11. That That's oh, big. It's, yeah, it's changed now. It's 12 and a half Eagles. 12 and a half it's fluctuated now? throughout the week, yeah. Oh. Yeah, but it's 12 and a half now. Eagles fly, Eagles fly. That's where they have it. So, I mean, look, the Niners didn't exactly show up last week at home against the Cowboys, but before that, Andy, they had lost five straight games by, what, three points or less? It's an NFL record. It's just they got the doors blown off them by the Cowboys last week, so people are down on them. It's a reactionary deal with point spreads and which team you're backing and things like that. What happened last week doesn't always translate to the the, uh, next week. You know, you and I try to be a little positive here. We're uplifting. We're not the answer, man. We don't know all of it. But when you say the 49ers have five losses by three points or less, you know what that to me is doing? That's like putting earrings on a pig because an L is an L. That's really, I mean, it doesn't make a difference. You lose by 30, you lose by three. What's the difference, right? Can I give you well, a good game? Well, the difference game? is if you're backing the Niners plus 12 and a half. Right. If you okay, bring up the yeah. point spread, that's what it applies to. Right. Can I give you a good game before we transition here to Ralph Irvin? Uh, sure. The Bear, the Bears three and four, the Saints four and two, and the Bears, believe it or not, won their second straight last week over Carolina of all people, seventeen to three. The Saints won their second straight. They beat Green Bay, but you know Green Bay is not at full strength right now without Aaron, twenty six seventeen. And the Bears' best offense, obviously, is their defense. This rookie safety Eddie Jackson became the first NFL player to have not one but two seventy five plus yard defensive scores in the same game. And their quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. Get this, five first downs on 37 plays, so they're winning it on defense. That's what they're doing. He was four for seven last week. It's amazing. It's, amazing. it's like a college Trubisky box score. Four for seven. That's like what seeing a Bart Starr box score from right. back in the day when the right. Packers were doing work. You know what I mean? Like In yeah. this day and age, four for seven is just unheard of. But that's what the Bears did against Carolina last week, so... You're not going to be able to do that and outbattle Drew Brees in New Orleans. You're going to have to have more offense, and I don't think that the Bears' offense, it's not just a reflection on Trubisky, their offense isn't cut out to match points with the Saints. You're going to have to have some crazy turnovers, some pick sixes, some defensive scores to even make this a contest because I just don't see them having enough offense against a vastly improved Saints defense. You know, I'm going to say this. I, I think that Drew Brees is a tremendous player. He's a future Hall of Famer. But when they start putting articles out there, we even discussed it. And it's my fault as well as I mentioned about you know the kid in Philadelphia, possible MVP. What about Drew Brees? I mean, Carson Wentz is being heralded now. And I know the Eagles have well, the best record perhaps in the NFL, and he's doing great things with his stats, 17 touchdowns. He only had 16 all last year. But Drew Brees is Mr. Consistent. He's going to throw for four, 5,000 yards this year. 
and the team's maybe going to win, and the team may get to the playoffs. There's a guy that doesn't get any respect for what he does. What? He gets respect. You don't think Drew Brees gets any love whatsoever? No, no I don't think uh, He so. gets love. Come on, Andy. He gets love. It's not like he's a complete afterthought. It's just, look, until this season, the roster has been bad. And I don't know why Mickey Loomis hasn't gotten crushed more than he has. When you're a 7-9 and nine football team, four of the past five seasons, mm-hmm. with an all-time great in Drew Brees, that is a complete reflection on the roster that you put together as a GM. Now, he's done well with the draft picks this season. They've actually made a big-time impact. It's about time. Right. <laughs> it's about time right. Mickey Loomis has done something like that. Seven wins in four of the past five seasons? That shouldn't be tolerated with the QB like Drew Brees there. Yeah, exactly. It's about time. It really is. It's about time to say he's Brian Noel. I'm Andy Furman, of course. You can get to us on Twitter at The No Show. We'll read them at Andy Furman FSR. Call is welcome at 877 on Fox. We are live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. And, of course, one NFL player really needs to prove that he's a leader. We'll get to that next. But first, our guy, Ralph Urban, has all the latest. Well, that's right, guys, and the latest is the World Series is tied at two games apiece. That's after the L.A. Dodgers were 6-2 winners Saturday night in Houston. The Dodgers becoming the first team this postseason to beat the Astros at home. A five-run ninth gave L.A. the edge. Game five will be Sunday night. On the top 25 scoreboard, number six, Ohio State with a couple of late scores. They rally past number two, Penn State, 39 to 35. Meanwhile, in Ames, Iowa, well, it was a good day to be a Cyclone. Kept the unlikely story, takes a knee, and the Cyclones win it. They have knocked off the number four TCU Horned Frogs. This is not some mirage. This is a really good football team. And that's John Walters from Learfield with the call. 14-7 the final as Iowa State beats their second top five team so far this season. Arizona, a big winner over number 15, Washington State, 58-37. With True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. New or used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And gentlemen, we are just... Two hours away from kickoff for our Week 8 NFL Sunday. Of course, the bulk of today's schedule will start in five and a half hours. Yeah, that's two countdowns and one update, including Carolina on the road in Tampa against the Buccaneers. Thank you, Mr. Irvin. As always, a pleasure, Mr. Professional. That's exactly what he is, and we're lucky to have him. Hey, by the way, thank you. Time to boycott again. We'll get to that in just about a minute. It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. Welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios brought to you by GEICO. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with GEICO. Go to GEICO.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. And, of course, in about 13 minutes from now, we'll have our edition of Bottom Barrel Betting. But right now, the game on tap is Texas against Seattle. All right, that's the game. Texans 3-3. and Seahawks 4-2. and two. But there's a bigger story there, and it's going to happen this afternoon because all of a sudden now the Texans plan a pregame protest. The meth is going to be revealed, I guess, this afternoon. And why are they protesting? Fill me in. Fill me in, B. Well, I mean, unless you've been living under a rock, <laughs> Bob McNair made a statement at the owners' meeting on October 18th where he said, we cannot have the inmates running the prison. And he was talking about players kneeling and the effect on the business of the NFL. And that's the analogy that he used. 
And so a lot of players are looking into that and taking it literally. It's a total overreaction. It's a complete and utter overreaction because this. He's not applying it literally, Andy. A lot of people have focused on the inmates portion of that. Well, it's like, okay, if we're going to take this whole thing literally, well, okay, how about the prison thing? Do you think that Bob McNair considers the NFL to be a prison? Or do you think you're taking something that wasn't meant literally and you're taking as if it was meant to be literal? I think it's the latter. But here's the thing. I'm not going to give Bob McNair a pass across the board, Andy, because it was just a stupid statement to make. You have to understand in this day and age that perception and reality, those two lines are incredibly blurred. And sometimes what people perceive something to be is the truth in their mind. And so you can't allow a misperception to take place based on how you act or the things you say. you got to guard against that. So Bob McNair was careless with his words. He didn't have foresight. He didn't understand where things would have gone after he said that. So that's on him. But where you lose me is if anybody reads into this literally and says he's absolutely calling the players inmates, which never was the intent. First off, I'll say this. Bob McNair is a schmuck. Secondly, Bob McNair, I'm mailing you a sock to shove in your mouth. That's what I'm doing. The third thing is I have no idea why the team's going to protest. First of all, it was, a ter- it was a stupid thing to say, not a terrible thing to say, a stupid thing to say, quote, we can't have the inmates, inmates running the prison. First of all, I think he screwed up on the statement because I think, isn't it, we can't have the patients running the asylum? I mean, right, he, okay, yeah, we got it. He screwed okay. up the saying. He screwed yeah. up. So, so the prison thing, I mean, are you honestly thinking that these guys are in prison? I mean, it was a bad thing to say, but to, to protest on that, I mean, are these guys just looking to protest on any ground? I have no idea what they're protesting. Are they protesting on police brutality? Are they protesting on social relevance? Rev- I, I don't know what they're protesting anymore. Now they're protesting today about this, what he said? Why? He's your owner. He signs your check. He's an old, feeble-minded man. That's what he is. Well, they're protesting because it comes across as if he's saying, we're the owners, these players don't matter, screw them. They're relating it to being a slave owner, really. Right, well, and then it's, if you take it literally, it's very belittling. If you're saying, what, 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 we're inmates right now? He never meant it that way. He said it in his original apology, which was, quote, I used a figure of speech that was never intended to be taken literally. I would never characterize our players or our league that way. And I apologize to anyone who was offended by it. So I think you just have to be reasonable about whether it was meant literally or not. And of course he's not intending it to be literal because he wouldn't compare the NFL to a prison. With that to the side, a lot of people are reading it and taking it literally, Andy. And that's a lot of play- you, you, A lot of people, the players are DeAndre Hopkins didn't go to practice on Friday. You know, you, uh, well, yeah, he went home. He went home. Bill Deontay O'Brien Foreman pulling- went home. Yeah. Bill O'Brien must be pulling whatever hair he has left out of his head, really, for this. Really. It's crazy. Well, and you wonder, just in terms of football, which team shows up. (laughs) Assuming they show up physically, I wonder which team shows up mentally, emotionally. Because it's been a whole week of this stuff where 10 players walked off the job on Friday and Bill O'Brien has to go into spin control and like, hey, guys, like, don't quit on us, please. we got to show up in Seattle and try to win a game. So there's going to be some type of protest. We don't know if it's the anthem where there are rumors that they might raise a fist. They might take a knee as a team. They might stay in the locker room. I think that the whole anthem stuff, it's like going to the club and doing the running man. 
It's played out and it's unoriginal. I don't know why you have to use the anthem to make a protest or to make your voice heard. You can do it. We've heard this, Andy. There's rumors that they might peel the decal off the helmet because they're opposing what Bob McNair said at the owners' meeting. I love that way more than the anthem. That would make a much louder message be heard if you were to do that with the helmet than the anthem. Well, now, if you notice, the networks aren't even showing the anthem part of the game for fear of, like, basically not having the players stand or interlocked or kneel, whatever it may be. Let me tell you something. If you're a network executive, it's not going to go away. By not showing it, it's not going to go away. Now, here's my problem. You have your message. You, you made your statement. Now, after you make your statement, I think it's time to kind of back off a little bit and do something about that statement to kind of change things which you want changed. I don't see anything happening. Now, to his credit, Colin Kaepernick has done things. He's gone into the community and spent a lot of money to try to change things. Yes, he started the movement. He created a big fuss. But he's doing something. No one else is doing anything. Well, it's not true. There have been other players that have done things and donated their money, donated their time, you know, all that stuff. It's not just Kaepernick, and he's the only one doing something. But look, we get we get into all these side issues instead of the the issue at hand here, which is what the Texans will do. Yeah. And, and look, I, I say that about the anthem because we know what it leads to, Andy. People are worked up about it. People dislike that method of protest that doesn't mean you're against the goal and we've said it from the get-go i want racial inequality to go away and be completely over and done with but i don't think kneeling or sitting for the anthem is the way to get that done i think it just makes people angry and they're not focusing on the message so if you were to do something like peel the logo off of the helmet it's something new. It's something that hasn't been done before. It's something that doesn't involve the anthem. Unless you hold the unless you have some reverence for the Houston Texans helmets, like you're probably going to look at that and be like, "Wow, okay." And focus on that gesture instead of anything else. It's just it's time to move in a different direction I'm when with it comes you. to how the protest is going down. Yeah. I'm going to move in another direction right now, and there's another guy who somewhat protested as well. They're talking about the Panthers game. They're playing at Tampa Bay today. Tampa Bay's 2-4, and four, Panthers 4-3. Four and three. Last week, the Panthers lost, as I mentioned, at Chicago. That's a second straight loss, 17-3 they lost. The Bucks lost their third straight. That was at Buffalo, 30-27. And as far as Carolina's concerned, Cam Newton, in my mind, needs to be a better leader. Part of the deal is you've got to face the music with the media. He walked out of a presser this week. You know what? You're a star. You're the star. You're the spokesperson of the team. You're the face of the team. You got to take it. You got to take the heat and take the compliments. And you just can't. When he asked, they asked him a question about the field. It was a moronic question, anyway. I heard it. You know, well, it just I don't think it was moronic it, at all. It's well, a completely you knew it fair was. question. No, because the question was, can you do this in the future? No, you can't predict the future. And that's all he had to say. But he didn't have to work out. Walk out of the, the meeting. That he's That's a totally question. fair question. It's the, the Carolina Panthers have been hit or miss offensively this year. Right. They have had games where they've been fantastic and put up a lot of points, like they did against the Patriots. They, they put the up Patriots. three yeah. points against the Bears, you know? And so that's a fair question to be like, hey, can you be a consistently performing offense? What's wrong with that question? Because of it's a question it that, pre- that predicts the future, and all he had to say is, we're going to try. Well, that's what most of the questions are. Not really. <laughs> it's the asking qu- about what you're going to do coming up next. 
But the question was basically, what happened last week? That you should ask the guy, how come your offense has sputtered against the Bears last week? That would have been a more normal question to ask, right? Why did your offense sputter? I I just have no problem whatsoever with the guy asking, hey, man, you put up a lot of points against the Patriots and Lions. Don't know what happened against the Bears last week. Can you guys be consistent offensively? There's nothing wrong with that at all. And he should have answered it. He should. Yes, he should. He should have. But it's the, the deal music. with Cam, man. He's a fantastic talent. But he is the ultimate guy. When things are going right, he's the life of the party. You remember Tony Romo talking about the touchdown celebration against the Eagles on Thursday night a couple of weeks ago? Mm-hmm. Where he scored a touchdown and he did like nine dances in, at once. It was impressive. And Romo was like, man, that was, that was something right there. <laughs> when right. things are going great... Cam is the guy you want to be around. When things aren't, he's the first guy you don't want to be around because he can't handle it. He can't handle it when things are going the wrong way. I'm the same way. Brian, though, Andy Furman, Fox Football Sunday. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Now, the names may change, but the game is the same. Bottom barrel betting is freaking next. Bottom barrel betting coming right up, Fox Football Sunday. Brian, no Andy Firm. Before we get to bottom barrel betting, I got some great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. What are we waiting for? Let's do it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, no. You thought you was late. Barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your brain to sleep. Betting. Yes, it is, and it's live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, and this guy's coming right out of the bullpen to handle the heat. The one and only Ryan Dennis, RD, is your host. Here he is, Ryan. What is going on, guys? I'm hoping to have more of a, a Brandon Morrow-type outing than Josh Fields, So, but uh, we'll <laughs> see you, what we do You sound here. like a Dodgers fan there, Ryan. I'm a diehard Dodgers fan. Diehard? Diehard. Uh, you got to be happy that Gurriel angered the baseball gods, at least. Uh, yeah, well, I, you know, yeah. it is what it is. He's still there. We just got to keep going, and it's, uh, it's oh, nice. Oh, you dwell have- on the negative. I can't, can't get this out of my mind, the Vince Scully situation. That was the greatest sight I've seen in years yeah. when they had Vin on the, on the mound the other day. That was beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, let's do a little recap of last week, and it looks like Andy beat Brian going 2-1. and one. Mm. And uh, that Brian sound right. And Brian, and, uh, really? Brian went zero and zero and one. What? Oh. Yes. How did I go zero and one? Wait a minute. Three, Hang on have, a second. I'm reading. Uh, I'm, I'm reading. Say, I'm reading say, three wrong. questions. Let me, let me They're go trying over to manufacture again. a fake victory for you, Andy Furman. Let, let I see go what's going what on. Here. I just gave him a check. What are you talking about? Come <laughs> on. You are fake news. <laughs> All right. So Matt Bryant last week missed both of his field goal tries. Giving him zero uh, yeah. yards as Gostkowski went three and three. Brian okay. had right. Bryant, and so yep. he lost. All right. Uh, second question from last week: Celebrities shown on television from uh, from the uh, I yep. believe the World yeah. Series. Yeah. I saw six really? on TV. So that one has to go to uh, that one has to go to Andy. That sounds Andrew. wrong. That definitely sounds wrong. I'm going to check the tapes because I like go back to the game again, see if we can find it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some crack research this week and make sure that the <laughs> record book reflects correctly. Hey, you lost. Let's move on. All right, so all right, we'll go ahead and get started for this week's session of them. We've got our London matchup starting up here in a couple hours. Here, yeah. Deshaun Kaiser has been named the starter for the Browns. My question to you guys: Over under two and a half turnovers for Kaiser against the Vikings in London. We'll be start with be Andy. my guest. That's a, that's a good okay. question. Over, 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 big time over. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Brian, be my guest. I'm going to go with the over, but you go. I like that. Um, I, I, gosh, that's a great line by you, Ryan. You're out of the gate strong. 
I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under because three turn- turnovers is a lot. I realize well, this well, is that's Cody Kessler will get say, be in the only in two the turnovers is within reason. I'm going to take the under here. All right. He may be right. He may be out of the game. He may be pulled early. Yeah, we'll have Kevin Hogan in there by true, you know, yeah. so it'll help you out. Musical quarterbacks. Colts and Bengals play each other later today in what we call the garbage bowl, in yeah. which a riveting matchup between Jacoby Brissett and Andy Dalton. I have an easy question for both of you guys. We'll start with Brian. Which team has more third down conversions? That's such an easy question. You gotta, well, I mean, I don't know how many times the Bengals get to third down. You know, I'm going to take the Bengals, but you could overthink this one and talk yourself into the Colts just because they're probably going to face more third downs, and maybe because of that they convert a couple of more. But I'm going to say because their O-line stinks so badly, there are going to be a lot of third and longs, got a good pass rush. I'll take the Bengals in that you one. You know what, though? I was initially going to go with the Bengals. I'm going with the Colts. The, yeah, the you're, Bengals, gonna go, you're going I'm outside going the box on me. Yeah. yeah, you know why? Because honestly, the Bengals have a tough time converting third downs, and their offensive line stinks, and they have no run game to get to the third down. <laughs> well, I luckily, the Colts. the Colts' defense is a smoldering mess, so that'll help uh, things out. I got Colts. Right okay. on. All right, we got the last gamble of the weekend. On Monday night, we have the AS, AFC West matchup between the Broncos and the Chiefs. Should be a great game, hopefully. Broncos have been good against the run so far for the season. So an over-under, 100 yards rushing for the Chiefs. Ooh. Well, just as the team. Total as a team? Yeah, we're going with the team, um, not just Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, he's doing his thing. I'm going to take the over on that one. I know that they're stingy. Only just under 72 yards given up on the ground per game. But I'm going to say they find a way at home for the Chiefs to get over 100 yards collectively as a team. It is a heck of a question. I really do want to beat Brian Bailey on this one. I'm going to say under. I'm going to say under. I really am. And I, I, I'm not only going to say under, I'm going to laugh in his face next Sunday when I win. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, I'm going to wait. Calling your shot. One faulty counting of celebrities in the crowd, and you're getting chesty on me. I like this, Andy. I Furman. want to see this you bring good. a white towel in for truth next week. And truth. The, just wave it at me, all right? That's what we're going to do. All right, good job, Ryan. We'll continue. And you Brian, no one, Andy Furman, tell you the real MVP of the Cowboys, that and more, where? On Fox Football Sunday. Next. He hasn't lost a thing. We'll tell you all about that in just about a minute, but now it's time to say good morning, America. Why? It's Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and welcome, everybody, to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by GEICO 15 Minutes. Could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit GEICO.com. Why? For a free rate quote. It is the hour of power, also known as the power hour. Here's my guy with all the power, my partner, Brian No. Hello, B. How you doing, Andy Furman? You good this morning? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes, I love Sundays. <laughs> Sounds like you're fired up to see the Browns in London. If I if I'm reading you correctly, well, I'm going to watch that. I want to see the yeah, masks in the stadium. Heck yeah, so you are. I'm going to watch football hear. all day long. Are you kidding me? Yeah. The only thing yeah. I'm going to stop about ten o'clock Eastern tonight. Watch Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David on HBO. I love that show. All right. What time is it on? Ten Eastern, I believe it is on. Uh, Okay, yeah, so you Eastern. flip over and you don't see Sunday Night Football. I come back and forth. I mean, come on, really? Half hour. Yeah, yeah. Huh. And I hopefully, yeah, I just, I love Larry David. I love the show. I do. It's one of my favorite shows on TV. I Would mean, you, you must have a favorite show. if I told you I've never seen a single episode of it? Well, then you're a schmuck. <laughs> what can I say? I, I love you to death, but you're a schmuck. It's one of the funniest shows on TV, really. And a matter I of haven't fact, seen I, it, I man. Wouldn't I know mind getting people Larry... love it. 
They're drooling at the mouth over there. I've never seen it. I I don't have HBO. I haven't seen a single episode. Well, I love to get Larry David on with us. Quick story, Andy. You want to hear a quick story, man? This goes back to I I despise that music for one legitimate reason. (laughs) Why? So this goes back to the first radio gig I ever had was in South Bend, Indiana. Uh-huh. And the show I was working on, it was this dude show. I was the producer and I was a co-host. And they would do headlines at the beginning of the show. And the headlines would go on for a good 15, 20 minutes. What? And they would play that music that Iowa Sam was just playing. The Curb Your really? Enthusiasm music. And it was the most obnoxious thing ever, Andy. For 15 minutes, that's all you heard. And there was a time I remember specifically... He was like, hey, Brian, turn it up a little bit. I don't think they can hear it. It's a little low. And so I cranked it, and (laughs) we had people calling, emailing it, turn it down, make it stop. (laughs) So that, oh, man, that music drives me crazy, Andy. I'm sorry. I I enjoy it. Matter of fact, I may put that music on my phone now. Okay, I won't. By the way, speaking of obnoxious, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys is somewhat obnoxious, Jerry Jones. But hey, look, you know what? He's in the Hall of Fame, so I give him a pass. And his Cowboys are playing the Redskins today. It should be a pretty good game. They're both three and three. And I mentioned coming into the segment, the real MVP of the Cowboys will tell you who he is. You know who he is? Paul A. Crotty. Paul A. Crotty is the MVP of the Cowboys because he is the U.S. District Judge who granted the temporary restraining order blocking the NFL from enforcing Ezekiel Elliott's six-game suspension. So really and truly, he should get the MVP. Because last week, Dallas beat the 49ers 40-10. Elliott had two rushing touchdowns in the first quarter, and he had a 72-yard touchdown reception in the third quarter. So thank you, Paul Crotty, if you're a Cowboys fan. Well, man, Zeke was fantastic last week. That was really his coming out party this year. And we'll see if that running game that was so effective last year, if it's truly cranked up, and they might be able to keep it rolling against the Skins team this week. But they are banged up, man. They're really banged up offensively. You saw all of the injuries to the offensive line. Right. Remember that? Right. It was just a mash unit over there where uh, Morgan Moses goes down. And you saw Brandon Sheriff attending to him. And then Sheriff goes down, and they're attending to him. It was just crazy what was happening there. So you had four of the five starters. They're dealing with injuries. You might have two of those starters sitting out for the Redskins today. So I I just don't love. They might get Josh Norman back, their stud cornerback. But with all the injuries collectively for this Redskins team, I just don't love their chances today against Dallas. Well, the funny thing is, I mean, the question of the day has to be, was last week's explosion for the Cowboys the product of perhaps playing the 49ers? Well, of course, it has something to do with it. But the Niners, we had said it, they had five straight losses by three points or less. That's an NFL record. So they have kept it close. It hasn't been like the Niners have gotten crushed every single game this year. That was an aberration what happened last week where they lost 40-10. to So I don't think it was just facing a weak opponent. That weak opponent had been playing everybody they faced for the last five weeks leading up to that. They played them tough. So I wouldn't just chalk that up to, ah, bad team, you throw that out. It's a bad team that has at least been competitive, and they were anything but against the Cowboys last week. You know, the one thing that you and I do here every Sunday, and look, there's 10 million shows like this that kind of preview the games, and I can't stand them. You know, who the picks are, who's going to win. We don't do that because we're in-depth. You know what we are? We're more or less coaches. We missed our calling in life, you and I. Really. We should have <laughs> been that coaches. that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. should be coaching. Really. I see some of these morons that coach. You and I could do the job. Look, if you're a Redskins 
fan or, or a media planner or whatever it may be. The Redskins, how are you going to beat the Cowboys today? You need to have a strong running game. Why? You need to eat up the clock, and you got to keep that Dallas offense off the field. That's what you got to do. I'm not predicting the game. I'm not going to predict the score. I think Dallas will win, but, you know, the morons that do these That's shows. That's predicting they, the game. You're well, predicting. You're, you know, I feel that they'll win <laughs> if they do that. But most of the people that sit behind these microphones give you, well, here's the score. This is going to happen. And we do that at times, but we go behind the scenes. We go behind the curtain. We peel the onion back a little bit because we tell you why. We give a reason why. And others don't. Like the Steelers are playing the Lions today. Well, I didn't know tonight. this was such a sticking point to you, Andy. I picture you listening to a radio show and someone giving a scoring prediction and you just throwing your V8 across the room. Oh, you know? I'll drive the car and if I hear some more on the radio, bang, I bang the steering wheel. I go crazy. You know why? And I told this to a program director once and he agreed with me. I said, I listen to these radio shows. And I, I, I turn them on, and the top of the show, the first thing the host says, my name is Jack Jones. Here's my number. And I go nuts. And the program director said, why? I said, why would you give out the phone number if there's no reason to call? You have to give the listener a reason to call. Do a monologue. Say something. Incite them. Give an opinion. Then you give out the number, and then they'll call for conversation. But to open up a show and say, hey, hello, everybody. Here's my number. That's weak. That's bad. That's bad production. It really is. You sound grumpier each week, Andy. I don't know what it is, man. We gotta get you. We gotta get you a new gym membership. Do I really? I don't know, man. We we gotta add some some happiness to your life. You know what I'm saying? There's something lacking here. I'm gonna throw out this as a phone number situation now. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Am I grumpy? Am I grumpy? I don't think I am. (laughs) I'm a very happy guy. I'm an easy-go-lucky, happy-go-lucky kind of guy. Happy-go-lucky. Just happy to be around here. Never on your soapbox for any reason. Uh, yeah, I'm well, sure, soapbox Andy. Doesn't, yeah. Doesn't, well, look, you don't have to be negative. He's a liar! Stop it! Stop it right now! <laughs> Let's talk about the Steelers and Lions. Steelers 5-2, and right. two, Lions 3-3. Three right. That's tonight. Last week, the Steelers beat the Bengals 29-14. There's two in a row. They're cranking it up right now. The Lions had a bye. They're coming off two losses. But the Steelers right now, their offense is Le'Veon Bell. But remember Big Ben? Ben Roethlisberger said, maybe I've lost it. He didn't lose a damn thing. He didn't lose a thing. Steelers are dominating the line of scrimmage. They may be the team to beat in the AFC this year. Yeah, I think they are. I've got the Steelers as the best team in the AFC because they're one of the few teams in that conference that's playing legitimate defense. Yes. You look at some of the other teams, Patriots, do you believe in their defense? No. Look at the Chiefs. They've gotten better, though. They've gotten better, though, the Patriots. They shortened it up a little bit. They're still bad. They haven't been good. Do you believe in the Chiefs' defense? You see what happened against Derek Carr on Thursday Night Football? They give up a lot of yards, man. That's been consistent. It hasn't just been one game where they did that. I don't trust the Chiefs' defense either. I trust the Steelers' defense compared to any of the other teams that are contenders in the AFC. I trust the Steelers' defense the most. And they're going up against the Lions team that has a very sketchy offensive line. They've allowed 23 sacks this season. Mm -hmm. That's second most in the NFL. And by the way, the Lions have had a bye week. So they didn't play one of these games. You know, they had an off week. And they're second in the league giving up sacks. And so going up against the Steelers' defense that can get after the quarterback... I just don't love that matchup in terms of the Lions offense, which is it struggles quite a bit against a good unit with that Steelers D. I trust them the most in the AFC. I expect them to be in the Super Bowl at this rate, Andy, because these other contenders, they're just not getting it done on the defensive side of the ball. You know, the one thing I like about the Pittsburgh Steelers, they got a plan. 
They stick to the plan. What if they have three coaches in something like 50 years? And last week, if you watched them play against the Bengals, it was like shades of Jerome Bettis, you know, the bus. They give the ball, and they run, and they run. And you know what? They dare you. Stop me. If you're not going to stop me, I'm going to keep on putting the ball in the belly. And that's what they did to Le'Veon Bell last week. They kept on giving him the football. What did he have, like 23 carries last week? It's amazing. I mean, the guy, they couldn't stop 147 yards rushing. And that was like the days of Jerome Bettis in the bus. That's what they do. Right. They, they have a plan. They stick with it. They draft players that fit that plan in their program. And they do it. And they have ball control. And this is a great football team. And what happened was early on, where they were a little shady, is there was a little bit of rust on Le'Veon Bell because he didn't come to preseason. That's why. Well, and he's finally, like you said, he's getting fed, man. You know how Ezekiel Elliott does the feed me motion with the imaginary spoon after a nice carry? That's what they're doing to Le'Veon Bell because his rushing totals have ramped up quite a bit the last couple of weeks. They're feeding him the rock. And you see the the trickle-down effect. You see what it means for the offense, and it keeps the defense off the field. They're playing ball control. And I just love the Steelers. I love the balance between offense and defense because there are teams in the AFC that play very good defense, but I just don't like them offensively enough. Think about Jacksonville. They call them Saxonville for a reason. They are absolutely getting after opposing quarterbacks. Ten sacks last week in a single game against the Colts. I know the Colts are hot trash, but what do you think the odds are that another team does that this year against the Colts? Has 10 sacks in a game against them? <laughs> you think it's more likely or you think it's unlikely? I, I, he, I say it's unlikely. Ten, it's, it's unlikely, yeah. It's, that's, that's, still it's, a heavy duty it's embarrassing, yeah. really. Yeah, but I don't like what Jacksonville does on offense. Unless you believe in Blake Bortles and not having Allen Robinson back. I don't believe in them offensively. Buffalo plays good defense. Baltimore. They're a top 10 team in terms of points given up per game. I hate what they do offensively. So in terms of balance in the AFC contenders, there isn't a true contender that is as balanced as the Steelers are. Well said. And by the way, you look at that Steelers schedule. They're at Detroit tonight. They're by next week. And then the rest of their schedule really... They have really no challenges unless they st- if they stay healthy. They're at Indianapolis on the 12th, followed by Tennessee. That's a home game. Then a home game with Green Bay. Although I think that game's in Mexico. Mm. I think the Green Bay game may very well be in Mexico. Then at Cincinnati should be a problem. Baltimore is not going to be a problem. New England will be a big game. That'll be a biggie. December 17th, then at Houston, and then Cleveland. So really and truly, actually one toughie on this schedule the rest of the way. Yeah, I think that game is in Pittsburgh, though, the Packers game. I don't think that's an overseas game. I think it's over in Pittsburgh. But, yeah, it's a very favorable schedule, favorable road um, for the Steelers. And uh, they're just starting to hit their stride. This offense, it's been sketchy at times. But you think about all the playmakers that they have. And if Martavis Bryant can play nice, you know, where he's suspended this week against the, the Lions and Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, Smith gosh, that's a – is it Schuster? I get it screwed up so much. That, that guy, that's the most confusing Who? name in football, is it not? <laughs> it is. <laughs> we'll just call him Juju. Juju. If, if Juju, he's got a concussion issue – um, if um, if Smith Schuster, if he is reliable along with Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown, and you got the running game and Big Ben, if he's not throwing picks, you got a lot of firepower offensively, man. Yeah. That's a tough unit to deal with. You know, I'm going to tell you something funny. And I just checked in the Steelers schedule. Do you realize on November, beginning of November 16th, Tennessee, 
8.30 Eastern. Uh, Green Bay on the 26th, 8.30 Eastern. December 4th at Cincinnati, 8.30 Eastern. December 10th, Baltimore, 8.30 Eastern. December mm-hmm. 17th, New England at 4.25. And December 25th, Christmas Day at Houston, 4.30. They only have one more game, actually two, on the 12th of November at Indy at 1 o'clock Eastern. And December 31st, Cleveland home, 1 o'clock. Two 1 o'clock games remaining on their schedule. That's amazing. It really is. That was like trigonometry right there. Holy I'm cow. I needed an, an advanced calculator for that one, Andy. Really? A There's slide a lot rule. Of information going on. What about a slide rule? A slide rule? <laughs> I can do that for you, no. too. All right, we'll move on. We'll move on. Let it rest. Forget about it. Get out of your out of your system. We move on. We've got tweets right now. How do you do that? At the No Show, NOE Show, at Andy Furman FSR, or 877-99 on Fox. We'd love to hear from you. 877-996-6369. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Bottom of the hour, the Sheik Alex Marvez will join you with all NFL information. But after this game, they may no longer be in control. That's next. Check the helmets. That's coming right up. About 20 past the hour. Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. We are, of course, proudly brought to you by Geico. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. And in less than 15 minutes, bottom of the hour, make that 8.30 Eastern time, the one and only chic Alex Marvez from Fox Sports Radio. He's our NFL insider, also writes for the Sporting News. He'll join you at 8.30 Eastern. But right now, Brian's going to join you with some tweets. Hello, B. Uh, yeah, that's right. I do have some tweets. Um, there's a couple of here. Three I actually have that I like. This is from Grizzly Chief. He says, Andy throws his prune juice, not his V8. So that was... Uh, well, that guy could kiss my rear end. How's that? How's that? And he didn't have the balls to send it to me. He sent it to you. So he's a, for- he's a fake, a fraud, and a phony. I think he's. you're proving his point that from time to time you get contentious and you sound a little grumpy. I think that's no, what he was getting no. at. It's it's called yeah. passion. It's called passion. Okay. That's what it passion. is. Passion. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, we got Justin. He checks in and says, I'm calling BS. They showed way more than six celebrities. He is backing me oh. up. I have been wrongfully denied my rightful bottom barrel betting win with the celebrity. What was it? Six and a half? That was oh, the line celebrity go. shown during what? Game two in LA. Yeah. yeah. I want to recount on that one, Andy. Yeah, and then also go. this one, Pat, he checks in, talking about the Guriel situation with the racist gesture. He says, this society seems way seems far too willing to downplay racial slurs directed at Asians versus other groups. Change is needed. I agree with that. Yeah, I do. I, I, I do, too. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I agree. You know, so we move yeah. on. By the way, Justin tweeted me, and he says that I'm not grumpy. He says, I just have a personality disorder. No, I don't know if that's a compliment. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I just don't know. So, but that's what he said. We uh, move at the on. end of the day, we we get to two different roads that end at Grumpyville. You know? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, I move no? on. Okay. But, well, look, you sat in a baseball game with me. We saw the Cardinals play the Reds in Cincinnati. Was I grumpy at, at any point in time during that game? No, I just, maybe it's the show. Maybe you store up all of your grumpiness that you let slide during the week. 
and you're like, oh, I gotta let loose now, and that's what you do on the show. I'm not sure. So it's what like constipation it. on radio. Is that what it is? <laughs> Something like that. Sure. All right, we move on. By the way, I said coming into the segment, check the helmets, okay? And I would say, why is that? Because my good friend and yours, Ralph Irvin, I'm not taking credit for this. He's an outstanding, mm-hmm. maybe the best update guy Fox Sports Radio has, and we're blessed to have him. He told me this early on. He says there's a chance right now that basically in this Texans game against Seattle today that the Texans protesting the Bob McNair statement with the prisoners and running the inside of the, the St. Asylum and all that, there's a chance that Texans may be taking their logos off their helmets. If, in fact, they do, what will the NFL do? Because that basically would be a malfunction of the uniform. The actual mm-hmm. uniform, right? So uh, a good point there. And Ralph, what would, the, would they find the team? What do they do? Think well, I mean, that. I was saying the same thing, Andy. I not like how you tune me out and you just plug in to Ralph Irvin because we had this whole discussion about not uh, using the anthem and it's played out. No, no, it's he, like going he to the was, club and doing the running man you, here. No, no, You're walking in no. with your butterfly collar. It's just unoriginal and played out. And I said taking the decal off would be original. It would be something that hasn't been done before. It would make way more of a statement and would but get Ralph a lot more attention further. than doing something common. I guess that just kind of like on by no, 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 just... no. You, you touched the surface, and I give you credit for that, but Ralph went over the mountain and over to the other side, and you did not because Ralph said, what happens huh? if, they, if they do, will the uh-huh. NFL come back and say you're going to be fine because you're, I guess, mutilating the uniform? That's basically right. what you're well, doing, right? You're doctoring Give it, Ralph yeah, sure. some credit, <laughs> will you? Jeez. No, I will not. I will not. In my handbook, I will not. It's chapter one. Do not under any means, give Ralph Irvin credit for anything. And I adhere to that. That's just Ralph, the policy here on this Ralph, show. Ralph, you hear that? Ralph, you hear that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's coming up in a couple of minutes. Be careful, B. He may come. Well, you, so. I mean, listen, to Ralph's point, and I'm going to violate Chapter 1 here. It's a good uh, point by Ralph. Because it's a very good point. You've seen this before this season, which was the NFL can find players for not coming out for the national anthem. That's right. something they can do. Mm-hmm. It's not in the in the rule book where they're supposed to stand and pay respect and all of those things. It's expected, it's desired, but it, there isn't a rule saying you're going to get punished if you do not stand for the national anthem. There is a rule, though, about the uniforms. That yeah, absolutely, but that's what yeah. I'm saying, Ralph, fast. is... There, right. We got that. I'm, I'm backing you up here. Yeah, I'm going to disagree further. with my agreement he, here. Right. Like, but this is what I'm saying, Andy. Is they could have find uh, the teams. They could have find the players. Remember, there are three teams. It was the Seahawks, the Titans, and the Steelers who didn't come out for the national anthem following Donald Trump's tirade against right. you know right. the, the league, league and anthem right. and all that stuff. So the league, they could have punished those teams, and they didn't. They said, you know what, Uh, we'll give you a pass on this one. So it would be interesting, to Ralph's point, if the NFL says, ah, we're going to give you a pass if you take the Texans' decal off the helmets in light of what they're doing it for. Yeah, and I can't wait to see that game because I want to see what happens. Now, if you remember way back when, when God forbid this happened in Dallas, when the cops were shot, there were a couple of Dallas police officers that were shot, and the Dallas Cowboys wanted to honor those cops by putting their logo yeah, on their helmet, no. and the league yeah. said no. The league said yeah. no. So, What do you think would happen? Do you think that the NFL, after Bob McNair said something, that was a stupid thing to say, it right? wasn't meant literally, underlined and in bold, it wasn't meant literally. It's being taken literally. Do you think that the NFL 
would support Bob McNair and fine the Texans for doctoring the uniforms, or do you think they would give them a pass? And well, not- definitely give them a pass. They want this stuff to they go would? away so badly because they don't even show the national anthem on TV in the pregame show right now. But you got guys like Richard Sherman who's stirring the pot pretty good. And this is what Richard Sherman said the other day, and I'm quoting, I think there are some conservative owners who have, had the, who have the Confederate flags at their homes and things like that. Uh, yes, I do. I don't think they feel like there's anything wrong with that ideology and that Southern heritage in quotations. But I do think all owners think like that. No, I don't think they do, he said, but some do. So now he's kind of moving forward on this Bob McNair quote, saying that basically Bob McNair has a Confederate mind. I mean, let it go. I Look, I think it's ingenious on, on Richard Sherman's part to move it forward and press on with this. But you know what? The league's got to come in and say something. And believe me, Roger Goodell is at fault from the get-go because he didn't have the power, the integrity, or the, or the chutzpah, the strength okay, all right. Here, to stop But it. here's the question. Let's get to this. Which would be better for the NFL? Okay? Would it be better if the Texans demonstrate during the national anthem? They either aren't on the field, they kneel, or they sit as a team. Yeah. Or, or would it be that they remove the decal from the helmet? I think which that, is better for the NFL? I know we're giving you two horrible options here. I know. It's like there's I think questions be of which way would you know, rather thanks. die, and there's two horrible Should options. Should take a gun to the head or a gun to the yeah. heart? I mean, really. But what's better? What's better I, for the I, NFL? That's a legitimate the, question. The, the anthem situation, it's a lot better because at least it's ongoing right now. This is like a new, a new scenario which would be picked up by other teams as well. With the helmet situation, right? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I <laughs> tough spot either way. I, You're killing me. I, You're killing me now. Look, I'm curious what Alex Marvez would say about that. Well, we'll because find out there in a is, of there's minutes. no great. If you're the NFL, you want the Texans to just play ball and stand for the anthem. That's what you want as the league. We know that's right. not going to happen. They're going to have some sort of demonstration today. And no matter what they choose, the NFL is in a tough spot. Well, because the if problem. they come down and lower the boom, it seems like they're against change and against progress. Right. But right. if they let it go, it could lead to more damage for ratings and all of that stuff well, on the, the business thing. aspect of it. The anthem is like here and gone, and they do play the game. And most of the time, they stay in the locker room, or right, the TVs, right. as mentioned, will not show it. Think about that. If you every watch the game, every single play, every right, touchdown, every highlight, you got three and no a half hours. Logo. Yeah. Right, three and a half hours of a team on the field who someone may turn in late. And what do the announcers do? How difficult is the job for them to say, well, the no, Eagles have the matter. ball? Well, they don't. It doesn't matter. Either. No, you're just going you know, by jersey numbers. They're yeah, not going to remove their names and their numbers. I like, remember we're just when talking someone, about a decal on a helmet. Yeah, I remember some of the announcers about two, three years ago would say, I'll never say the word Redskins. I'll never. Yeah, we thought that was a big deal then, remember? I'm not going to mention the word Redskins. Never. But, but, Where is that coming yeah. from? What does that have to do with anything? No, because that was a big deal back then i mean that's nothing compared to now when you think about it right interesting we got we got the sheet coming up that's more important we'll see he'll see what he has to say he's the voice of reason at times at times the voice of reason brian no andy from obviously we're live from the geico fox sports radio studios now there was a big time fumble in the nfl and it was off the field the sheik alex malvez tells all you all about it next the first the latest from our Irving. Well, thank you very much, gentlemen. Of course, the big news this weekend has to be the World Series, even though we are talking NFL, which is always dominant on Sundays. But the Dodgers Saturday did what they needed to do. They won game four, six to two over the Houston Astros, evening the World Series at two games apiece. Game five will be tonight. 
on the top 25 college football scoreboard. Number six, Ohio State scored late again and again like they needed to do as they came back to upset number two, Penn State, 39-35. Number 25, Iowa State, they took care of business as well at home, upsetting number four, TCU, 14-7. Arizona hammered number 15, Washington State, 58-37. to You know, with True Car, you can find out what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Newer used, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. And guys, we are just one hour away from kicking off our Week 8 NFL Sunday with Minnesota facing Cleveland and London. Vikings receiver Stephon Diggs, he will play today. Browns DBs Jabril Peppers and Jason McCourty, however, they are both out. So uh, it's going to be tough guarding for the Cleveland defense against Minnesota's passing attack. Ralph, can I say one thing before you go? Yes, sir. I think it's, a, it's an honor to have you with us. And uh, speaking as one half of this broadcast team, I love having you with us. I don't know what the other half has to say, but <laughs> you're, you're in my corner. I would do anything. You want a letter of recommendation. You got it from me. I think Goodness. it's an honor to have slurp, you with us. Slurp, Where but, is this but, coming uh, from? My, my partner, there's a bit of a of an angst over there. There's some friction between you and he, and I think I'm going to set up a dinner. Well, Maybe the three of us go out for dinner one night and end it. We'll end it right there. Just remember this one, guys, is when it comes to this particular controversy, this would be the first one that would attack what the owners own, which is their own brand. Thank you. Thank you. That's why you're number one, Ralph. Thank you so very much. All right, we move on. Alex Marvez, the sheet coming right up. <laughs> Brian No, Andy Furman. Of course, we want to welcome everybody to the Fox Sports Radio Studios. We're brought to you by Geico. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Now, to the Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline, the Sheik with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Hello, Alex. How are you? Gentlemen, good morning. What a crazy time in the NFL, just when you think mm. you can't get any weirder off the field. Well, it does just that, and obviously going to be, you know, no one really cares about Houston and Seattle, the game, unless you're a Texans fan right. or a Seahawks fan, or you got a few shekels put on it. But you know what? I think what people are interested in is to see how the Houston Texans react. Players are so furious at their owner, Bob McNair, for his comments about inmates running the prison. It sounds completely insincere when he says that he's referring to NFL owners under the league office. Um, you know, that no one believes that to be the case. Maybe that is, you know, maybe that is what, what Bob McNair truly meant, but his players aren't buying it, and a lot of other folks aren't buying it either. And, you know, he really stepped in it. And now, you know, players and all the goodwill that the NFL had built up about trying to give them a platform to promote social activism, et cetera, it's gotten even worse. I mean, now uh, this is a mess. They're talking, you know, ESPN reporting, Texans players are talking about peeling the logos off of their helmet. That is a, that is a significant thing uh, for the Houston Texans. Also a uniform violation, by the way. I don't think you can get away with that. Go ahead, B. Tell him. Tell him. All right. Good morning, Alex Marvez. Uh, you're up and running. Good Lord. Um, I'm going to stick with that for a second because I just posed the question to Andy. I want to see what you think about it. Which would be better for the NFL? I'm going to give you two horrible options if you were in the league office, okay? Would it be better if the Texans demonstrate during the anthem? They either don't go to the sideline for it, they kneel or they sit. Or if they peel the logo off of the helmet, which would be a better thing to unfold for the league? 
for the league, uh, you know, the, the the logo thing is something that would just generate so much traction. The the, the anthem thing, I, I think the logo would be a lot more damning. But you know, but you have to have two. See, and this is where it gets rough, right? You have fifty three players in a locker room, and there are guys that want to just play football. There are guys that just want to win. And, and yeah. let's not forget, and let's not forget too, Dwayne Brown right now. You know, and and this was out there. Apparently, you know, I, I believe it was was uh, Ian Rappaport or Adam Schefter, one of the two. Sometimes I can't get them right. I just want to. <laughs> They're call the them. same guy. We've never yeah, seen exactly. them in the same room together at the same time. Exactly, different network, same person. They just wear masks. <laughs> but you know, referring to the fact that that Dwayne Brown didn't like Bob McNair to begin with, and that was part of the reason for his contract holdout. Which I, I just you know, and, and some comments made about uh, to Pro Football Talks Mike Florio about how McNair was disappointed in Barack Obama and made a comment that, you know, chafed players. Of course, none of this prevented Dwayne Brown from signing his contract extension to stick with the Houston Texans, which I always find interesting, the revisionist history on how all this goes. If you're all that mad, you don't resign. You just leave, and that's it. You can become a free agent or force the Texans to use a franchise tag on you and then ultimately get your way out of this team. But nonetheless, the, the question becomes this. How many other players are on board? Did the 53 guys all not believe Bob McNair? Do they just not want to play? I mean, you know, that this is a tough thing. I mean, you, you know what I mean? This, this puts a team into turmoil. And why, you know, mm-hmm. Brian, you're always asking me about interesting bets, et cetera. I mean, man, <laughs> I, I, just, I, I just find this one interesting because I think that the Houston Texans' focus is on everything but football heading into this game because of, of what had happened, that ESPN story, that an amazing piece of journalism that came out on Friday. Alex Moravez from the Sporting News and, of course, Fox Sports Radio's NFL Insider with Brian Noam, Andy Furman. Let me run this by you. If, in fact, there was no national anthem incidents all season long and McNair came out with this statement now, I truly believe nothing would happen. But this is just another layer on the cake, which some players, not all, some players are using as an excuse to say, hey, we have an opening here. Let's protest a little more. Well, exactly. And and listen, there would always been an underlying feeling about – NFL owners and the way that they look at players and you know this isn't I, I I get where players are coming from but you know I I don't think some live in the reality that you have an employer and, and this is how it is and you know you have an employer and there are certain things that an employer wants you to do and you follow through on them you know I mean that's I, I don't I don't know where things go you know what I'm saying I don't know how hard that is maybe for some folks to process I think a lot of times because athletes you know they, at the, at this elite level are so accustomed to I don't say having their way but being in demand, so to speak, and feeling that they aren't being pampered, pampered, yeah, pampered is, is a toughie because they work so hard. But that's I get you, but but we're on the same page, you know, right church, wrong pew, maybe. But you get my point here that this is something that's surprising to them, and and you know, but but you know, listen, the, the racial overtones that are going on right now in the NFL, then Russell Okung saying the NFL last week, you know, they're not truly being active in trying to help players get out their social issue stuff, things like that. I mean, it, it's an, an amazing situation right now. And, you know, the other thing about it, too, and this was in that ESPN story, but things that I had heard as well about advertisers. I mean, they're not happy being associated with a brand that's so polarizing. I mean, that's the whole thing. You know, it, it's as, you, as you've been reading, New York Times did their research poll. It has become a point that the NFL says we want to stay out of politics. Well, that's all well and good for the league, but you know what is happening? Your players aren't letting you do that. And the more some of them talk, the more that some people tune out. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just fact. And advertisers, you don't want to be closely affiliated with a brand if you've got 35% of your of the people that you're targeting for example don't believe in what the players are doing and, and they walk away from buying your products i mean this is a tough this is a real crossroads right now for the NFL in a lot of ways do you think the raiders season is on the line at buffalo today 
you know, is Kansas City going to run away with the division? I mean, if Kansas City goes to six and two, the Raiders lose and they they pay, they lose that one game. This one is harmful to them. And and you know, the weather in Buffalo is going to be okay. It's not going to be terrible. Like some of the games on the East Coast today are just an absolute mess. Philadelphia, the New York Jets, Atlanta game, and and I know B, you're always asking me for you know again those, those little betting lines. But I tell you, I would not be surprised at all if the Jets beat the Falcons. This Atlanta team wow. is a disarray. And listen, the letdown factor as well. You you finally got a shot at the New England Patriots, and you played that poorly, right? Players are upset with Steve Sarkeesian. They don't like his play calling. He obviously doesn't have the same relationship with Matt Ryan as far as getting this offense going. And on defense, guys are freelancing. They're, they're not following through in their responsibilities from what my sources are telling me. You know, this isn't a wide nine where you basically can just go shoot at the quarterback and you don't have to worry about stopping the run. You actually have gap responsibilities with the Falcons defense, which is a Seattle cover three type defense uh, that, that, you know, Dan Quinn brought with him over from his time with the Seahawks. And, you know, from, from that standpoint, that's, you know, when you have guys that aren't doing your responsibilities, you're not going to be a good defense. But, you know, listen, what do we have in Buffalo? You know, not a whole heck of a lot of offense, a whole lot of defense. And this is what the, the key matchup to me is. Are the Raiders' offensive problems truly fixed? Is this offensive line going to come through and pre- perform like they did against the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday Night Football in Week 7? Uh, you know, and obviously the Bills trading Marcel Darius didn't fit in their plans anymore. Guy was overpaid in their opinion, wasn't buying in, and wasn't producing. He goes now to the Jaguars, and he'll be in uniform sooner than later for them trying to help stop the run. Alex Marvez, with your permission, I'd like to go back off the field to a little more controversial situations, <laughs> if I may, because I enjoy this. I really do. Because we're hearing now that the Vikings linebacker, Anthony Barr, gave quarterback Aaron Rodgers the finger after that hit that broke his collarbone because he was on Conan this week and Aaron was crying. Then Barr came back and B read this to me earlier today with a tweet said Rodgers was cussing at him. I believe Anthony Barr. How's that? I believe Anthony. I believe them both. You know, why not? <laughs> you know, they're, they're not incongruent statements. I mean, if you just had your collarbone broken by someone, you'd be furious at them. And, and maybe, you know, there were words said by Anthony Barr. Maybe there were words said by Aaron Rodgers. You know, I'd love to know if the cameras were on these guys, right? And, and unfortunately, right, right. I don't think we've, we've seen that footage to, to really substantiate one way or the other. Who's saying what? The, the bottom line is that Anthony Barr, it's a legal play, but a lot of folks think, no, you know what? The, the, you didn't have to drive him into the ground the way that you did. And that, that injury was uh, un- was avoidable. But you know what? It's football. And, and what do they say? Affect the quarterback, right? And that means knocking the quarterback out of the game. The Minnesota Vikings not only knocked Aaron Rodgers out of that game, they knocked the Green Bay Packers out of the way. You know, and, and now it's the Minnesota Vikings division to lose at 5-2 and two and playing the hapless, yes, hapless Cleveland Browns today. They have lost their hap for a long time, and they cannot find it. So I, I think, you know what, and, and, but, you know, the thing with Aaron is that his reputation is such that he doesn't really get called out for things like this. So I don't know if there's a history of it. I just know that was, an, that was a hit by Anthony Barr. The Green Bay Packers will never forget. All right, my friend Alex, enjoy the games today. We'll chat with you next week. Hope everything is good at home. Uh, we haven't checked in with the home front yet. I hope everything's good at home. Is that true? Everything yeah, good? Yeah, the, the, the little maniacs are waking up, so yes, yes, indeed. And uh, mazel, mazel, who knows what the NFL brings us in week nine. Can't believe it's already the midway point of the season. Unbelievable. Unreal. It Guys, really good, is. Okay? Thank there you. we go. Alex Marvez, Fox Sports Radio. And, of course, with the sporting news, Brian No, Get him on Twitter, at The No Show. We'll read him at Andy Furman, FSR. Last chance to get some calls in, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're live. And was Chicago Sam Fox. fell asleep on top of the board. What was that? He's got one hand under his rear end. We're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio <laughs> studios. Now, the locks of the week are next.
Don't bet against these. That's coming right up. We've got about 11 minutes before the top of the hour. We call this Fox Football Sunday. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Firm. I've got some great news for you. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. And in less than 15 minutes, as I mentioned, top of the hour, that'll be 9 o'clock on the East Coast. The dynamic duo of Dan Beyer and Michael Harmon. I'm telling you right now, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I may be a nasty person. I may be, have a personality disorder. I may be uh, grumpy. I may have prune juice. I may have it all. But I tell you this with my hand on my heart. There is no better pregame show as far as fantasy football freaks on God's green earth. Dan Byer, Michael Harmon, on many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates. Or if your local station doesn't have it, Sirius XM Channel 83 or the iHeartRadio app. And I know, B, you'll agree with me. They are tremendous together. Maybe not as good as us, but they're pretty darn good. They're good. Coming up. Check it out. Thank you very much. Now, I ask you, when we do these locks of this segment, uh, I'm going to go with you. Because you're pretty good at this stuff. I want to get a game from you, a game today that I'm going to say, look, I'm going to take my house mortgage and I'm going to put it on this game because B told me to. That's how much confidence I have in you. I'm looking at the Cowboys today. I'm looking at the Cowboys on the road against a very banged up Washington Redskins team. You can get seduced to a fault based on the previous week's results. But it's more than just the Cowboys stomping San Fran. You saw the Redskins. They lost their last game. They got banged up against Philly. They barely beat the Niners at home. That was the same team that the Cowboys dusted last week. I like the Cowboys on the road today. If you don't love laying the two points and you're a little bit, eh, go money line. It's minus 135. All Load right, up on the you, Cowboys minus one thirty five just to win outright. I love that, that line. That, that, I know the Redskins have a banged up offensive line, but it's still kind of like one of those games. Like you, say, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, the one game that to me, in about an hour and a half from now, is basically a, a done deal. The Vikings should destroy the Browns, don't you think? And the Browns don't yeah, even have Joe Thomas. It's a lot of points, man. A lot of points. You feel more confident laying the ten and a half than going Dallas just to win outright. Which do you feel more confident about? You know what? I think I'd stay away from both those games. I, I really, will. I really. <laughs> okay, I, I want to get a game. Do you feel more confident about between the two? I think the points with the Browns. I really do. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I yeah, just yeah, don't you're know. second guessing yourself. I'm, I, I really. How am. about this? How about this one? There's a couple others to throw okay, out there. Okay. What do you think about the Panthers? Terrible last week, but playing right. a much worse defense in Tampa Bay. Who's banged up? They got three guys in their secondary who are out. I like the Panthers on the road against Tampa, getting points. What do you say? Well, there's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team. It is a team that beat the Patriots early on. And they've got three yeah. points against the Bears. You don't know what you're yeah. going to get on a given Sunday with the Panthers. You just don't know. By the know. way, which is good? Which Is Jekyll good or is Hyde good? Like, which is Jekyll, the good version? Jekyll is probably good because Jekyll comes first. I think that's how they do that. They could be Jekyll today, you know? Yeah, yeah, Jekyll. Be be Jekyll. I hope they are Jekyll today, (laughs) really. But if they're high. I think there's going to be a lot of points in this Raiders Bills game. If they're high. Expecting points. I don't like either defense. Raiders are throwing the ball. Bills can't stop the pass. And I don't like the Raiders' defense at all. I'm thinking the over 46. You like that? I I do too. And Shady McCoy may have like three touchdowns today. Big day for Shady. (laughs) No, really. What's your bet? What's your. Your advice today, Andy? I, I like the Eagles 49ers. I think the Eagles are playing on a short week, but they don't have to worry about that. I think the Eagles take this game 
I know it's about 11 and a half, 12 points. So I don't care. I think the 49ers are just giving up. I know the five games are three-point loss. I know all that garbage, but Eagles right there. Best team in football as of right now. That's what they're doing. Hey, we're live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's time for the games right around the corner. Brian, no Andy Furman. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.